Hey guys, this is Don from PlayStation Derailed. Uh, this week's a little bit different. You guys haven't had an episode in a while. So what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to play you a longer intro. Uh, this track is called Red Wings Over Baron from Power Glove. And it's a really awesome uh, cover of Final Fantasy IV. Well, a few songs from Final Fantasy IV. So enjoy. Welcome to episode 26 of PlayStation Dwell. Dwell. We're off to a great start. It's off the rails already. <laughs> I'm Don Oliveira, uh, East Coast Editor at PC.com. With me today, as always, guys, by the way, we're back. It's been a long time. Welcome, Mike Herodens. All right, guys. Hello, Mike! <laughs> <laughs> and also, we've got Kyle Prawl. Uh, and, well, he's not so much new anymore, just since we haven't had an episode in about... Uh, a month he hasn't had a chance to introduce himself so why don't you introduce yourself kyle hey uh what's going on derailed listeners yeah no i started uh i work for psu now and it's great uh, i joined a couple months ago right after e3 been uh covering that early morning news that's too early for mike um and too early I'm... for mike that is that is a fucking statement well, right there <laughs> He'll come out at 4 in the morning and, and start, like, well, 4 in the morning my time, which is probably a reasonable time over in, in Euroland, but uh, <laughs> yeah. then he tells me to go to bed, and, and I do. I gotta listen to that guy. <laughs> okay. But no, super, super pumped to be here, and I love PSU. I love what I'm doing here now. Thanks for the intro. That's great, man. Uh, you're just as passionate. I remember I, when I started, I was just just as passionate as you were, and it's really cool to have uh, another. We we <laughs> had... and you've went down, and you've went down since there, huh? <laughs> no, I'm saying, um, I mean, we've had a lot of people uh, join in, but it's it's you've 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 more than proven yourself, Kyle. Like with the work you've done and uh, your writing and the passion you put into your writing, I'm saying like, I'm really we're really glad to have you on. You're awesome. Um, but now that you're on derailed. <laughs> Just get ready to get a beating. It's just, it's just what happens on the podcast. But why don't you tell us a little bit uh, before we continue about your, your, your past? Like, where'd you come from? You know, oh, totally. Yeah, uh, I'd be happy to. Um, so I, I, I was born and raised in northern Wisconsin, where internet doesn't exist, and we only played old generation systems. But uh, I first got, I think I first played a PlayStation when I was six years old, and the original Crash Bandicoot. I played in my cousin's house, and I think I owned like a, like a like a Game Boy or something before that. But yeah, I mean, from there, I mean, the rest is just PlayStation history. I've owned every system since then. Uh, I'm going to school right now in Minneapolis, actually studying biochemistry, so I'm smarter than all of you. Okay. And I just love PlayStation, and oh, can't wait for what's next, man. I love covering it. Uh, um, my favorite games, you know, Metal Gear Solid, um, Uncharted. I love Uncharted. I love Weird. Kingdom Hearts. I love... Uh, 
One of my favorite games actually is Crash Team Racing, and that is a nice. that is a kart racer for the ages. And nice. even now, I can't get enough of it. I still go back and try to beat my old times, and end up failing more often than I expect. But you know what's good, Mike? Yeah, he'll fit right in on the podcast. Oh yeah, man. Between the Metal Gear and the whole kart, uh, Kyle, I'm a huge kart racing fan. Um, I'm a huge kart racing fan, and Crash Team Racing was awesome. No, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm a fan enough to this point where, like, I've gone through, found the dark recesses of the internet where people actually still track their uh, their record lap times for oh this my. for this 15 year old game, and uh, I rank pretty well actually. I think one of those tracks I placed uh, 260th and uh, ahead of a Frenchman. So nice. You know what? To a Frenchman. <laughs> okay. You know what feels good? Uh, <laughs> just when we're talking about ranks and leaderboards and stuff like that. You know what feels really good? I've been playing. Uh, we'll get back to this later, but I've been playing Sound Shapes. And I, 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 I love that game. Like, I feel like that game is totally made for me. It's just platforming, music, Jonathan Mack, awesome. Just, I love, uh, Kyle, you've been playing it too, right? I've seen it on my, my Vita feed. Actually, yeah, yeah, I have. Um, have you, uh, have you tried any of those, uh, those death mode levels yet yeah, for the trophy? almost, almost finished. I got, like, two left. God, those are fuck. those are sick. Those well, are we'll hard talk, as hell. We'll talk about them later, but like I was going to say, uh, in regards to leaderboards, I love when I finish a level... And it's happened, like, I don't know why, so often now. Um, they ha- it must have happened about half a dozen times, maybe maybe half a dozen to a dozen, that I finish the level, check the leaderboards after my score goes up, and I'm ranked, like, 90th to 100. I don't know why. I don't know why. There's, like, just 90 people that are better than me at that game. Um, and this is, I'm talking about, like, on my first time through, so... First time through the level, so pretty stoked about that. That's well, that, good. Well, that's fine, too, because there are 5,000 people better than me. <laughs> really? So you usually get with like the five thousand? <laughs> I, w- I wonder I think, how many. Yeah, I mean, the number is high enough that part of it gets cut off by the. Yeah, by yeah, the I've noticed that. That's I don't know how. Like, I don't know yeah. how that that got through. Like, I mean, I don't know how they ever not tested that. Like, did they think that nine hundred people max would play this game? I don't know. Um, Mike, you've been quiet. Sorry for keeping you out of the loop. What's up, man? No, no, not much, man. Just listen to you guys going to love by there for a bit. <laughs> yeah, how, how have you been this this month with no derailed? What's been on your mind? Ah, uh, what's been on my mind? The fact that it hasn't been derailed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And our fans have been clamoring for it, so you guys. Yeah, well, to, the truth is, guys, we just had a, um, there's been a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes here. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to pump out a new derailed, but we're glad to be back now, aren't we, Doc? I'm super, super duper glad, and I'm glad you actually talked about that. Yeah, like Mike said, you know, uh, it's not that we don't want to record episodes for you guys. In fact, we promise you that every single week, we have, like, maybe two or three times mentioned, like, the podcast. Like, there's either an email or a forum that's like, hey, where's the podcast? There's the podcast happening, and it's just, it just never works out. It's frustrating for all of us, it's frustrating for you, we're sorry, but uh, I'm super excited for this episode. I'm not going to lie, my energy level is, like, super high right now. Um, yeah. Especially because Kyle's with us. Yeah, Kyle's with us. We haven't talked shop in about a month, and there's just so much news. I've been out of the loop, uh, you know, for, for various reasons. Um, so I've been, like, out of the gaming loop for about a week. I'm back now. Um, so there's, like, a week of news. I missed all of Gamescom, so a lot of this news is, like, going to be news to me. So that, that'll be fun. But, um, yeah, I'm back now, and I can't wait to start this episode. And without further ado, how about you guys, uh, let's get into it, all right? Yo, man. All right, so... Uh, there's no structure to this, this episode. We're going off the, you know, just off the top of our heads. There is no This Week on PlayStation, <laughs> because I wasn't here to write it. So, Kyle, if you can, can you tell us what came out this week? I'm going to start by saying Darksiders 2. Ooh, yep, that's one. Uh, Sleeping Dogs. 
Mm. Okay, yeah. So oh, those uh, were the two PS3 releases. Were there any more? Yeah, those are the those are the no, those are the two retail releases. And then on the digital side, we had uh, Papa Wio. Okay, uh, nice. A new PSN, new new pub fun title. Uh, it's really really heavy with the uh, with this alcoholic abuse metaphor mm-hmm. um, i'm playing a little bit of that i like it so far yeah critics don't but i do well it's, it has mixed reviews right from what i've seen yeah very very mixed um i don't know some of some of the bigger outlets like your ign's and your uh your game spots are not rating it very highly but then other places like Eurogamer seem to like it a lot and we don't have a review yet but we are working on it is that right yes that is right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking what else there was. There was there was something else. Oh yeah, there was Shinobi on PS2. There was a PS2 oh, classic. Yeah, sorry, I went up on the store. Uh, Shinobi. Because um, everyone buys those. Yeah, those are just that's just stupid. Come on, if you're gonna charge ten dollars for an old game, just if those PS2 classics had trophies, regardless of if they were in HD, I guarantee you sales would be tripled, quadrupled. Yeah, it makes it makes no fu- it makes no fucking sense that the that the Team Eco collection is is twenty bucks total. So you can get the HD remakes of Eco and Shadow of the Colossus for ten bucks a piece with yeah. trophies and everything, and then fu- fucking low res Shinobi, it's nine ninety nine. <laughs> I know, I know. Sony's got to figure something out with that. Uh, good news is though that since we're getting into news, uh, what was this I hear about PlayStation Plus? This is from Gamescom. PlayStation Plus coming to PlayStation Vita. Oh yeah, good shit there. Um, yeah, so they uh, they announced that there's gonna be finally some PlayStation Plus bonuses coming for Vita users. Like, I don't know, sometime this this fall. They didn't really give a, a date exactly, but it's probably gonna be like your your standard discounts and your free okay. games here and there. But like, there's gonna be some Vita love going on, and uh, and I think that was tied to. Oh yeah, they're gonna they're ramping up the PlayStation Plus cloud save storage it's up yep. to uh, up to one gig. So from one fifty so to one gig. Yeah, Which is all really your Skyrim good. files will fit. Yeah, because I uh, actually encountered a problem one day. I turned on my PS3 and it said, because uh, I have the automatic update and the automatic uh, save file upload, and it's just like, blah, 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 we couldn't upload this because cloud storage is full. And I'm like, what the F? And my friend That's had good. been over using my PS3 uh, the night before, and he, he was playing NHL, uh, NHL 12. And he uh, you know creates his own dynasty, creates his own skater, his own team, his own league, and... Yeah, those save files end up being like what, like seven megs a pop or something crazy like that. So when there's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. eight of them, it's just huge. So that destroyed my 150 megs. Obviously, I didn't keep them. But uh, 150 megs was a it's really low. It was a really odd number to begin with. It's just why 150 megs. So one gig makes a, a lot more sense. But um, yeah, Mike, <laughs> what do you think about that? I mean, do you even have PlayStation Plus? Uh, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, does this at all? Does this at all? Um, you know make you want to get playstation plus like i mean is it it better the whole purchase because also if you're unaware uh in europe is going to be getting red dead redemption uh free as part of their instant game collection next month for playstation plus so yeah i mean that's pretty tasty man yeah yeah. and the turn my head a lot yeah it's something to be honest i've been i have been meaning to get it i don't know why i haven't it's just one of those things i haven't got around to you know yeah but But, trust me man let let me convince you mike Okay. Uh, last year, last year, my fat 60 gig PS3 got the yellow light of death, and oh. all the save files I had from the summer before, which was everything from Catherine to Deus Ex to RE4 HD, um, 10 or 15 games, all those save files were saved because of PlayStation Plus. I never had the chance to remove my hard drive and save those yeah. save files. Now, granted, everything before I got PlayStation Plus was still lost, but that's mm. a shitload of progress, a shitload of just. <laughs> 
just no, some that's... awesome gameplay and trophies that I would have lost. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, that paid, that paid for itself. I would have gladly paid that money up front knowing that that breakdown was going to happen and I could save those files. Yeah, that, that's that's that resonates well, man, because my um, actually my PS3 is the same as your old one. It's a 60 gig launch model. So I'm anticipating that's going to like die anytime soon now. So it's probably just <laughs> really should get it, actually. Um, we didn't really talk much about it because we're dumb. But uh, the whole reason of reading you what came out this week, um, we actually reviewed the, the the retail PlayStation Three games, and off the top of my head, I I'm not sure, but did we give we we gave Dark Siders to, you know what? I'll pull that up really quick. Uh, so yeah, like we were saying, PlayStation Plus. I'm not I'm not shy to admit that I've owned it since day one. Uh, as, ever since PlayStation Plus was available in America, I uh, I subscribed, and I'm not kidding. Uh, it's gotten better and better and better as it's gone, as like as the years of what it's already been like two years, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, come on, two years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's gone. It's gotten better and better, and I'm not even kidding. I must have saved like Jesus, of hundreds of dollars, like like no no joke. Um, it more than paid for itself, like more, way more than paid for itself. So I'm really glad that I, I signed up uh, when I did. But it seems that a lot, a lot, lot, lot more people on my list are um are PlayStation Plus. I remember when I started. I'd say it was about 10%. Like, there was just, like, the, the people who use their PlayStations a lot. And now, like, really, almost everybody on my list has that little plus icon near their name. So, I guess Sony's yeah, doing something right. Yeah, people getting there. Yeah, so, like yeah, I said... I mean, now that, they have the, now that they have the instant game collection and, like, you're getting, like, free PS3 games all the time, it's a little... <laughs> little, little less meaningful, but I remember back in like February when we got Far Cry 2 and Final Fantasy 5. I was, I was fucking stoked for that. Oh, I love yeah. those games. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Final Fantasy 5, so wicked. So like I said, Dark Siders 2. Uh, Adam Dold reviewed it, gave it a 9.0 on 10. <clears throat> he liked. The, uh, he said that Dark Siders 2 is an exhilarating action RPG set in an enormous game world, featuring an addictive loot system, tons of side quests, and rich gameplay. Dark Sider 2 easily deserves a spot alongside the other greats of the genre. And he liked the fun combat and combos. The loot system is highly addicting. And he said that the enormous and engaging. Uh, he liked the enormous and engaging game world. He disliked, however, the camera issues, uh, minor visual glitches, and uh, average narrative. Now, those minor visual glitches. I'm glad. They were minor, and I guarantee you this was the whole reason for the delay. Uh, because, like I've said a million times on this podcast, when I saw that game early, the biggest problem was the frame rate, uh, you know, screen tearing, stuff like that. So just presentation stuff was ruined because of it was just chugging along. But glad to see it's fixed. Uh, we had another review go up. Sleeping Dogs, right? Yep. yep. Uh, we actually, we have a few. I'm just going to quick fire them. Sleeping Dogs 9.0 from Adam. Uh, he says... That Sleeping Dogs offers one of the strongest narratives in recent uh, gaming and drags you through the gritty streets of Hong Kong's mob underworld in the process. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, he disliked the minor bugs, some boring missions, melee combat offers a little challenge, and uh, he liked the presentation, gameplay elements, and terrific narrative. We also reviewed Foosball 2012. Well, this is, I'm saying since we had the last episode, so we're going to do a few here. Uh, Benjamin Schillebeer Hall reviewed foosball 2012 i'm benjamin uh ben's a new and a new staffer right yeah okay yeah he's on the yeah i've been out of the loop so he gave foosball 2012 an 8.0 um i guess he enjoyed it didn't really we don't really have a summary there so that's that (laughs) and um sound shapes (laughs) steven williamson reviewed that um which is cool i like i said i'm totally in love with sound shapes he gave it a 9.5 and he says queasy games revitalizes the platforming genre with its 
melodical masterpiece. And he liked it, pretty much everything about it. I dislike the level editor issue. Icons really need words to explain what you're selecting. Which I guess that, you know, it's a, it's a nitpicky thing, but it's true, I guess. Um, but, 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 oh, God. Grow Lancer, Wayfarer of Time. Uh, Tim Tim reviewed this. Tim Noons, he gave it an 8.0. He likes the story, simple, entertaining ring system, and wonderful musical score. He disliked the very dated graphics and only playable on Vita through PS3 transfer. Well, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's one of those weird PSP games that they don't have support for yet. But I've been hearing good things about that one all over the place. So it's yeah, probably you RPG oh, fans should look into that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, is that a new PSP game? Yeah, brand new PSP game came out. I mean, it was digital day one, playable on Vita. Uh, to really kind of harken back to those uh, that's that sprite based goodness. Okay, so what is he talking about? You have to transfer it with your PS3. Like you can't down like a lot of some PSP games you can download straight onto your Vita from the Vita's PSN right. store, but you can't like for this for this one it's not technically one of their quote unquote compatible PSP games, but it okay. still works if you download it on your PS3 first and then that's ridiculous. Is, does that work for every? Because uh, I remember like GTA Chinatown Wars just got like quote unquote Vita support, so it shows up on yeah. the Vita store now. But were yeah. you able to do that? <laughs> every yeah. As far as I'm aware, every single PSP game on the store works with Vita, but then only, like, I don't know if it's licensing issues or, or what it is, oh, but yeah, only certain ones can be... That's stupid. All right, be, whatever. We, we also reviewed Velocity. Um, uh, we gave that a That's 90. probably our first mini review in a while, huh? That That's a mini? Yeah, it is a mini. <laughs> we gave a mini a 9.0. There you go. Out of, so if you fucking, <laughs> if you love minis, get Velocity. Puddle. We reviewed Puddle, gave that a 7.5. Steven Williamson reviewed that. Um, well, London 2012, we <clears> gave that a 7.5 as well. Dragon's Dogma, yeah, this is last episode. That, that just goes to show how long we haven't had a, uh, an episode. So, like we were saying, sorry to uh, have gotten that derailed there. But yeah, PlayStation Plus coming to PS Vita. And uh, I mean, I can't wait to see some of the cool stuff. Like, I assume it's going to be PS Vita, PSN games on special. Like, I mean, I can't really see them going as far as offering uh like resistance burning skies for cheaper although that would be really cool but i mean it's probably going to be like stuff like you know uh tales from space mutant blobs attack and you know maybe we'll see some sound shapes maybe oh i guarantee you day one check this out guarantee here's my prediction when playstation plus hits vita day one we're gonna see super stardust uh delta discounted or free (laughs) guarantee sweet that's a that's a sick game (laughs) i haven't played it yet but um Oh yeah, I love it. That was one of my that was my launch title for Vita actually. That and Uncharted. I love Super Stardust and that yeah. that game pop, that game pops on Vita. It looks yeah, fantastic. It must. Um okay. So other Gamescom news. I'm just going to I'm just going to get some news out of the way before we really hit Gamescom because that's what uh, the bulk of this episode is going to be about. Um PlayStation All-Stars has been delayed to November 20th in the US and uh October 23rd. Oh sorry, October t- Jesus, did they not have a European date? Huh. I thought the I thought the European date was the same as the United States date. But. Okay, so uh, let's assume that it's a day later. Mike, you're going to be getting it in November, either 21st or 22nd. What do you think about that, Mike? Uh, it's only a month delay, and I'm not really bothered about that. Good, because if you were like, oh, I'm pissed off, I was going to get into fight with you. <laughs> uh, if that game needs another six months, give it another six months. I'd love to play yeah, it, and I, I want it ASAP. But I am never against game delays. Unless it goes too far, 
like The Last Guardian or Gran Turismo 5, I'm always for delays. Um, and I'm even more okay with the delay now that we got Gamescom news about cross-buy. Are we going to... Or are we yeah. going to get to that later? Yeah, we I'm, will. Yeah. I'm busting and, it. And delays are awesome. You want to know why? Because I just don't have fucking time to play all these video games. I don't know I don't know how, how we're supposed to keep up with this. Like, um, Kyle, you can't say that... I mean, no matter how many hours you put in, or even Mike, or Tim, or anybody, really, no matter any listener of the show, no matter how many hours you put into gaming, there are games that you want to play that you're missing, right? Like, oh, yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no way I get to all of them. I be, my backlog's got like 20 games in it right now. Exactly. And I'll, fucking, I'll never get to the bottom of that list. So I, know that I love delays. I love seeing a game that I want to play delayed. I know that sounds terrible, but geez, uh, if it means the game's going to be better, that's great. It, the game I want to play is going to get better, and I'll have time to play the games I haven't played. Um, so I'm oh, looking for delays. Um, blah, blah, blah. Mega Man Powered Up may come to PS Vita and PSP soon. Uh, it hasn't gone up on the PlayStation uh, Store. Uh, Mega Man Maverick Hunter X, which is the same type of classic remake type thing, has gone up on the PlayStation Network. This this happened uh, a few years ago. Uh, it's weird, though. Capcom never put Powered Up on the store, and uh, now they're thinking about doing it. Uh, whatever. We don't. I don't, we don't have to get into it. It's yeah, pretty much... don't care. <clears throat> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD PS3 release date has been announced for uh, August 28th, so... Um, it combines Tony Hawk 1, 2, and 3, right? Yeah, um, levels levels from each, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's then, kind of like the best of package, and, um, you know, restored in HD with, like, the... Um, I think it's got like, most half of the original soundtrack and half new tracks yeah. or something like that. Which sounds good. Those games are awesome. Uh, so, coming August 28th, if you're interested, uh, that YouTube app launched on PS3, right? Uh, Kyle? Yes, it did. Only on the States, though. Yep, that is also correct. Yep, not uh, in Canada. I'm gonna say, no, Canada got something else, which is I haven't tried yet. But uh, Canada got Crackle on PS3. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet, but apparently you can watch free shows and free movies, and I don't know. Mike, what do you got? BBC freaking football, <laughs> hey, BBC rocket ships and cars. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, what's that? What's that? What, what's that space program over there like? Mike? Space program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know what it is. That's my point. <laughs> space program. He's just like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> no, we're um, in space. <laughs> all right. I'm just going to cover this uh, really quickly just because I feel like I have to. I don't want to. Yesterday, I wrote an article. I posted an article um, <clears throat> about Anonymous striking again uh, because they claimed that 10 million UPSN accounts were hacked. Kyle... Uh, was really quick on this. He got the heads up. He saw that uh, Kotaku had posted this. Kotaku broke broke the news, and Kyle was busy at work, I believe, right? Yeah, I was at work at the time, but I yeah. saw it happen. So, so Kyle, you know, Kyle kind of dropped me a line and said, "Hey, blah, blah blah, someone posted this," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm on it." So I started writing it right away. Uh, I posted it uh, relatively quickly, and um, basically, what ended up happening is Kotaku broke a story that Anonymous kind of, you know, reportedly, allegedly claimed there you go adam i used all of them um <laughs> that anonymous you know hacked into 10 million more psn accounts and they posted uh the email addresses as well as encrypted passwords on some paste bin website and then uh they posted um an update saying that uh this was a copy paste from a listing on march 19th and then shane bettenhausen an sea employee working in business development tweeted that it was totally fake and this was just a hoax and then uh, Kotaku posted another update that said uh, that the story is totally false. Um, 
here's the unfortunate thing is we hate reporting things like this. Like we, we had a big conversation about this yesterday. Uh, we don't, re- we, we don't regret at all posting this, this article. In fact, uh, if this, cause like Kyle pointed out in our forums, if this was true and 10 million accounts did actually, uh, were actually accessed, then it's good that PSU got that news so fast. If we just chose to ignore this, we hate the anonymous stuff just as much as you do. And Kyle, you're actually, uh, you're writing an article about anonymous now, aren't you? Uh, well, we're just going to keep them on the back burner for now. But uh, okay. Okay. as far as uh, yeah, as far as as far as this news goes, I mean, yeah, like you were saying, it's really kind of down to our obligation as journalists, right? Like this, you know, when this came out, anonymous are the ones who said they did this, and that's straight from the horse's mouth. So whether they did it or not, it's news, and we have a responsibility to tell people about it to report it. Now, the fact that it like quickly fell apart, you know, half an hour later, we find out it's a total hoax. I mean, that's just how things go. But like you said, if this had if this had turned out to be true and we hadn't been among those first sites to report it, we'd look like the biggest jerks because, you know, we don't care about our audience or we weren't the ones to talk about it first. So, yeah. and I mean, and in all fairness, I mean, you updated the story with everything that came out. So, that's really just how these things go sometimes. You got to make a call and yeah. and we made a call and turned out to be a bunch of bullshit, which is great by the way. It's it's awesome that this was Yeah, it's awesome you know, that it's bullshit. Full hoax from the beginning. For anybody that got upset that saw this and just like, "Oh, more fucking news about anonymous hacking PS3." Even if the, if you thought it was a hoax. I'm not going to lie. When I was writing this, I was about 50/50 on it. I said, "Okay, this this sounds kind of weird, you know, like I don't know, like, I thought we were done with this type of crap. I thought Anonymous got totally, like, you know, busted for doing this shit. You know, th- some people saw some really serious jail time and stuff like that. So I doubt that, you know, they're keen on getting in shit again, whether or not they could be tracked down or whatever. But um, still. So I'm going to run down the, the list of Gamescom news. And you guys let me know if anything catches your eye. If you if you have anything to say about anything, just pop in. All right, Mike, Kyle? Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. All right. Uh, blah, there was some Until Dawn screenshots, new tearaway images. Oh, I'll probably start from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> um, we wrote an Assassin's Creed 3 preview, so you should probably go check that out. Mike, this is, I have a bone to pick with you. I said this off air, but there was a headline, and this is not at all Mike's fault. This is obviously Capcom's fault. But, uh, we were talking about this, how Capcom is kind of, you know, spoils all their surprises early so that you want to buy their game. And they said that Virgil was going to be appearing in Devil May Cry. Uh, I thought that was bullshit because I thought that would have been a great surprise. A week ago or two weeks ago, they did the same thing with Ada Wong, right, Mike? Yeah, with Resident Evil 6, which is um, a, uh, it's the fourth campaign in Resident Evil 6, which is going to be unlocked after you finish the other other one. So, but yeah. Why would they tell you that? Because they're Capcom. Like you said, they just want to spoil everything. It's like, but, here's our game, which is which is how much we got in our game. Look how much money it's uh, Look how much it's worth. You know, We want you to buy it. They've been doing this for years. They've done it for, like... Resident Evil 4 and 5, they were just divulging all this information all the way up to launch. They, they, let, they didn't leave much to the imagination. Right, which sucks, because imagine this, Mike. Let's say you played Resident Evil 6 and you really enjoyed it, right? So you, you finished... Yeah, the universe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's say you, you were playing Resident Evil 6 and you really enjoyed it, and you were like, oh, that was great. Fuck, I feel satisfied. And credits rolls, and there's like the Metal Gear thing, like, Colonel, uh, but it's Ada or whatever. And then it just cuts into a, a Ada campaign. How much would you just shit your pants? Because I'd be like, holy shit, that's really cool. Yeah, um, that, would be, that would be a great surprise, yeah. Whole like, new for campaign. example... The feeling I got when I read the headline, Virgil to appear in DMC, The Only Cry, I was like, oh man, I really want to buy that game now because that's going to be awesome. But then I was thinking, I was like, shit, 
if I if that had just come up, if I was playing DMC because this is a prequel, um, if I was playing well, kind of alternate universe prequel type origin story type thing, and if I was playing that and Virgil showed showed up, I would that would have just been awesome. I'm a big uh, Devil May Cry fan. So uh, Resident Evil .net announced, Mike. I assume you have something to say about this. Uh, yeah, it's just ba- it's basically a, a stat tracking service for um, Resident Evil Six, so you know you can um, see how well your friends are doing in the campaign, how many enemies you've killed and stuff. And I think there's um, I'm pretty sure there's unlockables that are linked to that. I think I remember writing something about like over costumes. The weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, weekend, if you like kill a certain amount of zombies, you can unlock, uh, like you said, unlock new costumes in the main game and stuff like that. Yeah. For example, one objective, this is citing something you wrote, Mike, you said, for example, yeah. one objective has gamers teaming up to dispatch 10,000 zombies over a weekend period. There we go, yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, crazy. Not surprising, though. I mean, this is like their biggest game ever, Resident Evil 6, and they're going to bound, bound to be pimping it out. With yeah, it must game. be. Huh? Like, what else do they have bigger than Resident Evil 6? I mean... Yeah, no, nothing. It, it's, it's, um, the most, uh, it's got more people working on it than anything else before. It's li- really, literally is their biggest project today. Hmm. Kyle, let me ask you this. What's up? Uh, you own a PlayStation Vita. Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, you enjoy it just as much as I do, right? Which is a lot. And Mike does too. We all own Vitas here. Yeah, love it. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh, you guys have a DS? I do. I have yeah. a 3DS. Okay, yeah. you have a 3DS. Are you content that Monster Hunter <laughs> is on the 3DS and not the Vita? <laughs> That's totally fine with me, actually. I don't give a I don't give a rat about Monster Hunter. Okay, so just because you don't care about Monster Hunter, but um, I just think that... It'd be sweet. I mean, it would, it would sell systems for sure, but... I just yeah. think that it would work way better on, on the Vita. I mean, I, I played Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. Oh, everything. Everything would. Everything works well, better. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, remember me announced by Capcom. Mike? Yeah, that's the um, new IP from Capcom, which was originally... It's actually... It was originally a Sony-backed project... Uh, but they, um, for some reason, they axed it last year after Gamescom. It was known as Adrift uh, last year, but uh, Capcom picked it up, and it was still. Um, it's been reworked. I think the concept has been reworked, and it's um, um, now called now called Remember Me, and it's um, a, a futuristic game. I think it's um, about acquire, I think it's about acquiring memories and selling them or something. And you play this, but you play this woman who, who used to be a, a like a bounty hunter or something, you know, selling memories and stuff. And she's she was arrested. And then had a memory wiped, and now she's got to recover her identity. It's something crazy like that. I think it's set in Neo Paris in the year two thousand eighty-four. Yeah. Well, hey, there we go. Uh, <laughs> man, I've been out of the loop. This is like news to me. So, like I said at the beginning of the episode, this is me finding out this stuff. So I'm getting the Gamescom reveals from PlayStation Derailed, as you should be. It's still a lot of fun, actually. Uh, so remember me. That's pretty interesting. I have the story open here. Um, so it's due out in May 2013. I believe you said that it takes yeah. form of a futuristic action title, French-based, made by French-based studio uh, Don Dontnod Entertainment. Uh, they've made. Okay. 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 So the company uh, Dontnod, sorry, that that studio. I can't really pronounce that name. Uh, they're they're. Huh. So Oscar Guibert. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading this. <laughs> so, Oscar Guibert, really great radio. Huh? Former head of uh, developer relations at Criterion Games, Alan Damasio, a science fiction writer, and Alexi Briclot, an art director who has previously worked on Wizards of the Coast. So, they have some uh, 
some pretty top tier people there, which is nice. Um, so, like you said, 2084, Neo Paris, France, and concerns the purchasing and selling of memories. The game will blend melee combat and platform sequences, not too dissimilar to the Uncharted series. I'm down. If Capcom can pull it off, you know, uh, they're not developing it, so I'm down. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. It's terrible. Injustice, Gods Among Us trailer confirms Catwoman. Is this news? Pretty much says uh, does what it says on the cat <laughs> will confirm for Injustice. <laughs> so Injustice is a new fighting game uh, with DC heroes, correct? Yeah, from um, yep. Never Realm, I think. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Of course, Catwoman is in it. Come on, come on. Uh, it's too big now, especially with Dark Knight Rises. Which, by the way, derailed. Have you guys watched it? Oh, fucking amazing! Yeah. Um, Mike, have you watched the Dark Knight Rises? I haven't. No, no. Do you want to? I do, but I probably better watch the other Batman films first. Oh, oh Jesus! Jesus. You on, haven't? Dude. No, I haven't, man. I'm not much of a movie guy, to be honest. Fuck. Like, yeah, wait, Chris have you watched Mike, the yeah. Tim Burton ones? No, I haven't, I haven't seen any Batman films ever. <laughs> That's messed up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Holy crap! I'm not, you know, I'm not. A, I've never been much of a movie guy. I'm more of a music bloke, to be honest. Hey, but you ask Mike about Harry Potter, and he knows all about it. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> what the book? <laughs> um, damn, that's crazy. What? Uh, listeners, write in and just yeah, editor at psu.com. Oh, no, shit. Write in a podcast <laughs> at psu.com. And um, podcast at psu.com. And just, just let Mike know how badly he has to watch those Batman movies. Please. That's crazy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Resident Evil 6 screenshots came from Gamescom. Uh, Lost Planet 3 screenshots. Okami HD screenshots. Uh, trailer for Remember Me. Oh, Dead Space 3's release date. Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah. February 5th in North America and February 8th in Europe. Uh, Dead Space 3. I cannot express how heartbroken I am. Just from everything that's been coming out of it, and you know how that whole thing happened, Mike. We didn't actually talk about this. Here, it's a good thing that podcast derailed has been gone for uh, a month because if if this news broke and we recorded an episode about it, like do you remember him saying that Dead Space? Uh, I don't remember who it was, like the project lead or something. He said Dead Space Two was too scary, and they had yeah. to like tone it down, and they wanted to make it more mainstream. Like I would have blown a gasket if we recorded that week. I would have just, just had an aneurysm on that episode. But I don't want to talk about it. Um, it seems like Dead Space is taking a turn for the worse. Uh, it's still a fun game, and I wrote a preview about it at E3. I said, uh, it's not what I wanted, but I still like it. Just because it's fun to play and it's co-op. Like, what isn't fun to play when it's co-op? But the thing is, if Dead Space doesn't scratch my survival horror itch, what will? What will? Not what Resident will? No, not Resident <laughs> Evil 6. Jesus, no. Uh, okay, so that's a release date. Early next year, February. My voice is captivating. You know it. I don't. Um, now you do. <laughs> EA confirms Battlefield 3 premium, premium edition. Sorry. Uh, Should it come out a year ago? Battlefield 3 premium. Yeah, I guess it's like a game of the year edition. They just don't want to call it game of the year. Uh, this is a long posting for what it is. Mike, do you know what it is in, in short? Yeah, it's just basically you get access. Um, you get some sort of code or whatever it is to get access to the DLC and everything early. So hence the premium edition because you have to be, I think, PS free premium members get it like a week early or something, don't they? Okay. So this ensures that you get all five of the DLC. Um, obviously, some are already out, so you get access to that. But the, four, the ones that are coming out, you get um, early access to. Okay, like the new Ar- Armored Kill DLC. Armored pack, Kill, right? yeah. And, yeah, and the one due out in, um, uh, I think there's one due out in December or something, or early next year. I can't, can't quite remember. Armored Kill is coming out in September. Uh, yeah. 
Okay, cool. Um, but really, Dead Space 3 has weapon customization. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could have spoken about this at E3, but yeah, you can um, customize your weapons. You can actually uh, put two weapon weapons together, such as, let's say, the Plasma Cutter and the, uh, the Ripper. Uh, you remember the Ripper, Mike? It's just that saw blade. Yep. Oh, yeah. And it, it's cool, but it, like the first thing I said when I saw this is that it's just too overpowered. Like in, in the article, uh, Ben writes, uh, for example, you can add attachments such as a grenade launcher or a sight to your plasma cutter, giving you far more combat options than any previous Dead Space title could bring to the table. Now, here's the thing. If I had a freaking grenade launcher to my plasma cutter, like what else would I use? Like how that Sorry. just the, the right there <laughs> just tones down the scare factor because like I, it's not like the plasma cutter was amazing as, as it was. But in reality, it was still just like a welding weapon. It wasn't an actual weapon. And that's what made Dead Space really cool is that you're using these makeshift weapons. Okay, Dead Space 2 kind of brought it another level. But now they're just going off the rails with it. They're just getting totally derailed. And um, yeah, What's the point of attaching a grenade launcher to your plasma cutter when you really will never have to swap your weapon again? Because that takes care yeah. of all your needs pretty yeah, much. Yeah, you know, or, or, or you just find two things you really like, put them together, and you'll just only use one weapon throughout the game because it'll be crazy overpowered. You'll just be looking for ammo. I don't know. I don't know what, what, what Visceral's doing. Uh, I don't know, but I'm sad to say that Dead Space 3 is being uh, developed in Montreal at uh, Visceral Montreal, so uh, <laughs> please don't don't blame us. <laughs> Sure. It's not, it's not, I swear. Uh, there's a new Dead Space 3 trailer. Crisis 3 Hunter mode has been unveiled. Um, anybody? I'm excited. Uh, I like Crisis a lot, actually, so I'm pretty pumped to see that they're taking like the the really wide-open jungle setting of Crisis 1 and putting that with the with the kind of really freaking gorgeous New York setting of 2 and trying to make it a little more open-world because 2 was more linear than i would have liked but i'm a big crisis fan actually i'm pretty pumped for this okay crisis 3 is already out right no it's not it's not no i'm so crisis 3 no what is crytek's last game what did they release uh crytek's last game should have been yeah crisis 2 oh man i'm confused didn't they release okay wait um warface Warface, isn't that their freemium? Am I, did I get that game wrong? Warface? Oh no, no. I think I think you're right about the title. I've I have no idea what that game status is though. Okay, I thought that was released in some place. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Uh, my bad. I was really confusing that and Medal of Honor, War Fighter, and Warface, and Call of Duty, Lincoln Park. Anyways, um, <laughs> no, Crisis, Crisis has always done really interesting things with first-person shooting, true, I feel true. like. like it's yeah. one of the really fresh shooter franchises out there, so more people should be paying attention. To yeah, it. I shouldn't really be comparing it to Medal of Honor and, and Call of Duty, but it's just, you know, in a sea of shooters, it's easy to get confused. Um, Call yeah. of, uh, yeah, so that YouTube app came to PS3, like we said. A Little Big Planet PS Vita bundle confirmed. See, I had no about, an idea about this. This is great. Um... Mike, you reported that SCE has announced that it will release a Little Big Planet PlayStation Vita bundle to accompany the game's launch on September 19th. Uh, it comes with a Wi-Fi PS Vita for around 249 Do you know if this is just the game and the Vita, or does it come with a memory stick or anything? And is it only in Europe? Um, as far as I know, it's only been confirmed to up Europe, and it's just the con- uh, handheld and the um, game. They didn't announce anything else at the time. Okay. Oh, Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified Bundle, also unveiled. 
if I remember correctly, I actually saw something about this, and it'll it'll add a few more things. Uh, it contains a copy of uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified, a limited edition Wi-Fi PlayStation, ooh, and a Call of Duty uh, branded pouch. So you get a pouch and a limited edition Vita. Do you know what? This, this is it going to look different? I haven't seen any pictures of it. Um, yeah, yeah, I think... I, sorry, go I, on. I, I think I saw the picture during the conference, and it looked like... I mean, either it's just going to be like a skin to come with it, or else it, it does look like it actually has like the Black Ops 2 logo like stamped somewhere on the system. Or maybe maybe just like that, that silhouette of the soldier dude from the cover. Pretty Whoever cool. Alright, guys, let's be honest now. Real talk, real talk. If Call of Duty takes off on the Vita, how serious can that be? It'd be fucking huge. Like, like in fact, in fact, I think the declassified bundle is one of their biggest, uh, biggest announcements of Gamescom. Not, not in the sense that it necessarily excites me, but it really shows that they are like getting their head straight and thinking of ways to actually sell this thing. Here's the and thing. That's exciting. Here's what really irks me about this whole thing. Call of Duty Black Ops declassified is being made by uh, Nihilistic, right? The guys that made. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. That's that. Why? 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 You see, it sounds like a perfect idea. And we were so into it, and then we find out that it's being developed developed by the uh, Resistance Burning Skies. Oh, by the way, Platinum for Resistance Burning <laughs> Skies. This happened. Uh, you know, we'll get into it on what we've been playing type thing, but um, in that segment. But you guys, I've been playing so many games on Vita, especially. Oh boy, um, and I've been getting those platinums, Mike. You fucking know it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, resistance burning skies. Those devs, not holistic. Uh, yeah. If anything, that tells me why we haven't heard anything about Black Ops Declassified until now. I mean, they announced it like a a year ago. I think when they first unveiled the Vita, didn't they say that a Call yeah. of Duty for Vita was going to come eventually? Yes. And we yeah. didn't hear anything about it. We got a logo at E3, but then yeah, that must be the reason why. Because nihilistic was busy burning through burning sky development and now they're finally free to work on this game which worries me because i don't think that's a particularly large team and burning skies came out at the end of april which means that they have a approximately six months of development time for the call of duty game on vita which isn't good it came out later than that mate it came out in um june actually burning skies did so it's even less time well what burning skies came out in june for real yeah yeah. Oh, 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 that's right. Maybe it got delayed or something. Okay, Shit. so four Kyle. months. That's cool. So just, four months of Black Ops. That's... No, okay, first of all, you cannot develop a game in four months. You, you just can't. Uh, like, you, this is this is coming out when? When did you say? Uh, uh, I think they... Sorry, Mike, what, what did you say? Was, was it November? Yeah. Oh, my God. Sometime how, November. How, probably, how does probably... that make sense? So, yeah, hold on. Let me get it this straight. Doesn't. Let me get this straight. Nihilistic's A-team, their A-team has been working <laughs> on Resistance Burning Skies, which saw very mixed reviews. I agree with most of Mike's review. Uh, you know, I saw some really low reviews, but after finishing it, um, I wouldn't. I, I, Mike gave it an 8.5, correct, Mike, or an 8? I think uh, I can't remember, to be honest. I think honest. it was an 8.5. Now, I finished it, I thought about your review, I reread it, actually, and I agree with most of it, but... I don't agree. I hate the story in that game. I hate Resistance Burning Skies story. It's just super. I hate the weapon upgrading. It's just some really big thing. Like there's some really they missed out on a lot of things uh, from the Resistance franchise that that could have really helped them out. But the thing is, here's the thing: for the first time ever, ever, I fucking played a first-person shooter on my handheld and had a blast. Like I had a good time. I was I was legit playing a first-person shooter. 
on my Vita, and I was I stopped like halfway through the game. I'm just like Jesus. I it's I don't even realize I'm playing this on a handheld anymore. Like, it's just that good. So, Resistance Burning Skies, great game, good proof. Well, good game, great proof of concept. Uh, could greatly benefit from a sequel. Uh, not as bad as uh, most review outlets made it out to be. Check it out, rent it if you if you can or whatever. Uh, it's not that bad, especially if you're a Resistance fan. Okay, well, it's not going to do much for you for the story. Actually, it's not going to do anything for you. The story is just bullshit. <laughs> the story is just the stupidest. It's just garbage. But anyways, uh, it's so cookie cutter. But anyway, yeah. So, like I was saying, their A-team was working on the game that got super mixed reviews. You know, Metacritic for that game is probably really low. Um, and their B-team is supposed to put out a Call of Duty game like I don't know this is just crazy like that that idea was so perfect Call of Duty on the Vita Wi-Fi multiplayer oh god everybody would be playing that on their lunch break everybody would be playing that at work but uh shit man the, the problem old- is done I don't even think they're big enough to have a beat I mean, I, and I'm saying that totally you know kind of off the record I don't no, know you're right. nihilistic intimately but the thing is they've only made I think they've only made two games, right? They made yeah. PlayStation Move Heroes, and they yeah. made which which was uh, which was a real boat of fun. What an amazing track! And then they made <laughs> they made Burning Skies, which is probably the most mixed first-person shooter in, in recent I, years. I'll, so I'll, I'll go on record. Is, I'll go on record saying uh, Resistance Burning Skies is the worst Resistance game yet. Just oh, I don't think yeah. There's not there's no question about that. Yeah. I dislike Resistance so, so, too, but that that had a lot of. I, I'm never after I got that platinum, which is by the way my on my first time through, I just had to like load a checkpoint uh, like three times or something just to kill like a big enemy. And I got the platinum. So I got that platinum in like one playthrough without even trying. Um, I wasn't going to get it if it wasn't that easy, but I was literally only missing one trophy at the end. So uh, I'm never going to play that game again. I will never, it has multiplayer. I played one match and I said, Oh, this is not for me. And I just, I will never play Resistance Burning Skies again. I enjoyed it the first time through because it was a shooter on the Vita. And that's why I liked it. It's because it was a shooter and it worked. And there was really no shooters that worked this well before it. And props to Resistance Burning Skies for that. Other than that, that game kind of pisses me off that they went so off the rails with it. And I, they, they just, this, they just, they wasted time on just the worst fucking story. Anyway, you were saying they're not big enough for a B team. I agree. Exactly, and, and and like I don't know that for sure they could have put a few people on Call of Duty development while Burning Skies was still in the pipeline. But really, it seems to me like, like my said, Burning Skies came out in June, which means that they're the core of their team. You know, regardless of who was working on what, the the bulk of their team is putting four months into a Black Ops game on Vita. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. That's just crazy talk. Like, I don't even see how that's possible. And if it is, like I'm just so worried we're gonna have this completely watered down. You know, by the numbers, here's a few like spec op style missions, some five minute stuff you can take on the road, which actually worked for Unit 13. But Unit 13 has had a really good and really storied developer behind it with Zipper. So, versus that, you've got nihilistic four months on Call of Duty. I just don't see it happening. I mean, it's going to happen, but I'm not excited for that at all. Black Ops 2 is a different story, but God, I don't. The classified is. <sighs> oof. Here's I don't the, want that the review. Sad part, the sad part is that we were so into it. Like, oh, fuck Call of Duty Vita. Yeah, that could work. And we actually want that. You know, the Call of Duty experience is fun. You'd rather play other things when you're at your PS3 because you're sick of Call of Duty. You played it so much. But why, why the hell not? Playing on the bus, that could be cool. It's an over-the-top action uh, shooter. And, you know, Resistance was was a, a very competent shooter, but it underwhelmed. For Resistance fans, you know, maybe Call of Duty could pick it up. But then 
the only thing that could have gone wrong, the game sucks. Like, the game isn't even on... Like, my worry is that... Here's the thing about Call of Duty games. I gave Modern Warfare 3... I always seem like I'm against Call of Duty games, but I gave Modern Warfare 3 a 9.0 on 10. Because it, it for your money, if you pay $60, uh, you're getting a great shooter. It was like the best Modern Warfare, in my opinion, at the time. And um, because Call of Duty games, people rip on them because they're all the same. But they're good. They're good games. Mike can attest to that, right? Mike, you agree? Yeah, I like Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah they're, they're good games. They're definitely not bad games. Sure, they're repetitive, and you can hate on it because of that, and it sells a shitload, and a lot of people just play only play Call of Duty. It's easy to hate on Activision for that, but uh, the fact of the matter remains that those games are actually quite decent, like above uh, average experiences yeah. um, in terms of score, in terms of, well, graphics are, are one thing, although Black Ops 2 does have really great uh, graphics. Uh, in terms of, you know, from moment to moment how much fun you're having, it keeps you on the, your, your toes and stuff, and the multiplayer is super engaging, addictive, but, like, jeez. Well, the, mechanic, the mechanics are super polished, too. Yeah, I mean, of that's what's always drew me to it. Like, multiplayer feels fantastic, the way you move and aim and sprint from point to point, take out your opponents, like, it's just tied together with such this, like, diamond polish experience. Exactly, and, and it gets a and lot sort of, of cover, hate. yeah. And it gets a right. lot of hate. And imagine... Imagine, just imagine, if Call of Duty comes out and sucks, how much hate it'll get. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, on, on that note, though, that kind of, this kind of, the whole conversation reminds me of the feature I just wrote yesterday on all the new things that are coming to Black Ops 2 multiplayer. You know, not the Vita one, the big one coming out for PS3, PC, and and that other platform. I'm, I'm really excited for Black Ops 2, and I think they're doing like, a ton platform. of new... Like, new... <laughs> super new and refreshing things that I'm that I'm totally amped for. Like they really Treyarch really seems to have its head to the grindstone like to just silence all those critics and yeah. really pull out something that we're not expecting. Yeah. Okay. Oh god. Cell phones going off during the podcast. That's terrible. That's terrible. I apologize guys. Um so what else we got here? We've got uh Black Yeah, okay, Tearaway announced by Media Molecule. Uh, funny story. I was on Twitter yesterday. Again, uh, came back from you know being out of the loop for so long, and uh, I, I believe a buddy of Tim's, Mark uh, Mark Kriska, I believe his name is. Yeah, Mark Kriska. He tweeted me and he asked me what I think about Tearaway. Um, he's a cool guy, by the way. He 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 often I see a lot of his tweets. Very smart. Um, so he asked me what I think about Tearaway, and I had no idea what it was. And he linked me to a trailer. I watched it. And uh, have you guys seen this? It's like a it's like a paper. Well, for sure you guys have seen this. What am I talking about? But what do you think? I think it looks pretty cool. <laughs> no, I think it looks... Yeah, totally. It's it's something new coming to Vita, which excites me to begin with. And then the fact that it's coming from Media Molecule, just yeah. a fantastic, you know, the little big plant studio. I mean, they're great guys over there. They're great guys and girls, and they do super creative things. So, yeah, Throwaway looks pretty pretty wacky in terms of its concept, but I'm excited to see how it plays out. Uh, Mike, where is Media Molecule located? I should know this by time, actually. Okay. All right, I just asked you, just, you know, because I'm racist. Oh, right. I thought you were testing me because you knew. Uh, I, I don't know. It might be, it might be, I want to say Guildford, but um, I, I'm probably wrong. I think that's where Criterion is and a number of other, number of other companies. Okay. Um, why do you think, do you, okay, here's my question to both of you right now. Are you hmm. more interested in Tearaway or Little Big Planet Vita? Oh. Little Big Planet. Yeah, probably Probably Little Big Planet Vita simply because I know more what to expect and I know that it will definitely be quality and it's just 
expanding on something that's already firmly established and kicks ass, if you know what I mean. I say Tearaway. Wow, really? I say Tearaway because I... Uh, look, how many times do we have to see it? Little Big Planet 1, there was a big step up to Little Big Planet 2. Yeah, it was crazy. The creation tools went nuts, but it was the same game. Like, it was the same... The mechanics were mostly the same. Sure, they added a few new gadgets, which I'm not saying Little Planet 2 was bad. It was amazing. I loved it. But then it came to the PSP, and that wasn't very good because uh, it was like the exact same shit game. Uh, Mod Nation Racers, another kind of play, create, share thing, just like Little Big Planet, also came to the PSP, was the exact same game, was not good. Came to the Vita, and I'm very... Mike, do you remember before the Vita came out, we all talked about our most anticipated games, and I said Mod Nation Racers was mine? Yeah. Yes, because I love kart racers, but Jesus, I am disappointed with Mod Nation Racers Vita. I bought it, just long load times, just the, the only thing that's really different are the tracks, uh, the, the campaign tracks or whatever. And even then, it's, it's just I like the PS3 ones way more. And the character creation, it has all the same tools, the same kits, like the same items you use to create your mods and carts. It's the exact same ones from the PS3 version. So I don't know what the hell is going on. But uh, I don't want Little Big Planet on Vita, although I'm sure it's going to be great because it's not. It wasn't a launch title. They weren't like you know trying to shove it out the gate. I'm sure it's going to have some cool new features. But um, yeah, I if w- anything, those those features itself are what's drawing me to the game most. I mean, you've yeah, got the look at multi touched. The Tearaway is using. Right. <laughs> I don't know if you watched the trailer, but yeah, it's ter- using some really like the, all the Vita's features to make like things you've never done before. Like I've I haven't ever. Uh, controlled a game fully with like back touch and stuff like that like that sounds super fun like right how do you know that's not going to be great like how do you know that's not going to be a whole new genre yeah those things look super cool i just don't know if the game is going to be any fun like the actual and 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 that's and that's just totally me like speculating like the trailer is awesome and the and the the fingers popping through the paper was super cool but i just i mean like that didn't really tell us what kind of game it is, you know? Yeah, like, right. I mean, is it a platformer? Is it a puzzle game? It just, all I really saw was was the was the faceless being in the trailer poking at the little dude with his fingers. And that's yeah. cool, and it's a great proof of concept for augmented reality and the stuff you can do with, with multi-touch, but it's just like, I don't know what kind of game it is, you know? And at least with Little Big Planet, I know they're going to do cool things with the touchscreen, you know, sliding platforms, turning levers, interacting with both the back and the front. It's going to have all those content pieces from one and two. It's going to look super great on it the Vita's OLED screen. Actually, you know what? I might take that back because you just reminded me about, yeah, the, the touchscreen stuff for Little Big Planet Vita looks awesome. Looks and really it really awesome. seems like, and Media Molecule are the ones developing the Vita version, yeah. right? They don't yeah. have an outside studio for that so so I, I i have total faith in those guys and the cool surprises that they're gonna add like even stuff that we're not thinking over we haven't been shown yet and right. i'm just super pumped for for those things you know some new creative aspects because I, I can't believe it, i'm it, saying be- i want something newer than little big planet like i'm saying i want a new experience <laughs> and little big planet's still a mind-blowing experience every time i play it um so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just love the new IP, and I, I really, to be totally honest with you, after Little Big Planet Vita, I, I'm kind of ashamed to admit this, but I, I would just like Media Molecule to move away from that franchise. Just do something else. For fuck's sake, do a first-person shooter Media Molecule. You can do great things. Okay, not a shooter. I was, I was lying. I'd like to see them do something like a... Just go outside the box again, man. Make like a first-person or third-person survival horror game. Okay, that was just like mine and Mike's fantasy, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Do something different, Meteor Molecule. IMO. 
readers, listeners, sorry, uh, write us into podcast at psu.com. Let us know what you think, Tearaway or uh, Little Big Planet Vita. Obviously, you don't have to pick between them. It's not do or die here, but, uh, you know, let us know which one you like, which one you think looks better. And if you think, if you agree, Media Molecule should move on to uh, different genres, different franchises, new IP. Oh, wait, wait a second, wait a second. That's really what I'm saying at all. I, I mean, to be to be totally honest, I'm super excited to see what Tearaway is and what it's all about. It's just at the moment, I'm more excited to have that little big plan experience. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is, fuck Tearaway, LBP all the <laughs> Oh, that, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, they're, so, they're, they're a great studio, and I'm pumped. Either oh, way. definitely. Killzone Mercenary has been announced. What the hell is this? It's fucking awesome is what it is. What is this? What? There's a Killzone title for PS Vita? I had, see... I loved it. This is yeah, the no, best episode of Derailed for me ever. This is where the news oh, is coming oh, out. Dude. No, no, the Killzone trailer they showed was fucking sick. So they, they, they opened it up. It's one of their first Vita announcements, like, which was awesome, by the way, they opened with Vita and had all these things to say, because that's really what they needed. But yeah, when they they brought out Killzone, they, they immediately jumped right into the trailer. And what it is, is you play the role of a bounty hunter in the Killzone universe, like, t- torn between like the Hellgast and the ISA, like it seems like you're going to be working for both sides, like behind the scenes, like behind the front lines of war, doing that kind of back alley, shadowy shit, killing for contracts. And everything they show in the trailer shit. is like, <laughs> you're like, shadowy you're shit. like that, that should be a back yeah, no, of the box I mean. feature. Like you'll be doing shadowy shit. Yeah. P- PSU.com. There's shadowy shit to be had. <laughs> um, yeah, you, uh, but no, it, it, so it seems like every, all the actions that you're performing, whether it's, you know, killing your targets or, doing certain things on the battlefield like you're earning money for all of it right so whether it's going to be spent for new guns new character upgrades whatever but yeah it just seems really sweet that they're taking that they're taking you away from the is issues and putting you on a whole different side of the conflict and trying to like flesh out the story in that regard mm. uh plus plus the environments looked really cool to me for some reason like it looked it looked more like you guys remember that trailer for prey 2 from like a year or two ago with like the 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 neo futuristic like sci-fi neon lights and stuff yes yes. i don't know regardless yeah regardless like the levels they showed off in the trailer looked like something out of blade runner not something out of like like just your 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 more brown gray white and orange that Killzone is so heavily known for i mean it looks like really cool environments and that it got me excited as well but um but i just love that we got kills on coming to the vita that's where does it it doesn't take place on planet hellgan it's on earth or I don't think they what is, said. Well, I mean, the trailer, but I'm not sure. Okay, was it? Snow? No, they didn't go into cloud. I don't think. Okay, I thought Planet Hulgan was all like, I don't know. Anyway, right. Uh, that's the thing. Like, it looked, it looked, it looked so new that I couldn't honestly tell whether it was on on Vecta or on uh, on Hulgan. Okay. Like, it just looked totally unique. So. Uh, who knows? Cool. So another first person shooter coming to Vita, and I guarantee you it'll be good. Who's who's developing it? Gorilla. Gorilla's okay. coming back to do more Killzone. Good. Uh, not good. I'd like to see them do something else, but whatever. We could use another Vita shooter. For fuck's sake, I enjoyed Burning Skies, like I said. So, um, Sony unveils new PS3 Essentials range. Okay, so these are these are greatest hits. Uh, Uncharted. How, how are these not on the Essentials range, Mike? How, how is, in Europe, how is Uncharted Drake's Fortune not already a budget price? Infamous and Little Big Planet? Come on. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I saw this and was a bit confused because I'm pretty sure those games are already on a budget range over here, on, on the platinum range, as we call it. But I don't know, because you've got the UK and you've got the rest of Europe, so I think it's different. This must just be a, 
because they only gave euros and stuff. So either it's um, separate for Europe or it's they bought the prices down for Europe and replaced it with um, replaced the old uh, one with this new one. I'm, I'm not too sure, but I can guarantee that those games are definitely on a budget range here in the UK because I've seen them. You know what I love about Mike. DSU and our podcast? Well, obviously I'm super biased, but over other websites and their podcasts is that we also cover European stuff. So I get to learn about european news and european only features all the time like every episode we're talking about europe and that's awesome i just otherwise wouldn't have known about what's going on uh, across the pond you know and i'm I'm super tied into what's going on in america on psn and stuff like that but they get crazy different um playstation store updates and playstation plus updates like it's actually pretty interesting yeah usually not yeah, as so- in, in the case of the playstation store update I don't know, man. Sometimes getting... that works in our favor too. Sure. I mean, like we get review code. We got review code for Sound Shapes. I mean, we, along with everyone else. But our embargo was was for whatever crazy reason earlier than all the the strictly U.S. sites. We got our review out there first. Crazy. Like for whatever reason, the European embargo was a few hours ahead of uh, the one here in the states. So that was cool. Good, good. Until Dawn has been announced. Until Dawn is a PlayStation Move title named Until Dawn. And it's developed by Supermassive Games. Uh, uh, I should know what Supermassive has done. What have they done? Supermassive uh, Games. They did Doctor Who. Mike, are uh, you happy about that? Uh, what, the Eternity Clock? Yeah, yeah I, I guess. I, don't, I, 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 I know that I've heard the name before. I feel stupid for, uh, for not. Okay, they've done... Okay, so they they did Tumble, they did Start the Party, uh, Big Match Striker, they did some level kits for LBP2, they did also did Start the Party, Save the World, they created Doctor Who, I don't know if it's the Infinity Clock. Anyways, and they're working on Until Dawn. So Until Dawn is a horror-themed adventure following seven characters who find themselves under attack from mysterious, malevolent presence while on vacation. Players are tasked with ensuring the survival of teens until dawn, hence the game's title. Uh, as mentioned, PS Move features heavily in the game, uh, with the device used as a flashlight, among other uses. So, uh, I'm guessing this is first person? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Seems to be. Yeah. Okay, and uh, what do you guys think? I haven't seen any trailers, but have they shown anything on the game? Yeah, they've shown screenshots in the trailer. It looks pretty It looks pretty cool. It's basically, it's basically a teen horror game. That's pretty much what it is, and it sounds... Sex? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure there was some smutty dialogue. Cool. Um, it, it looks it looks really cool. I mean, I don't know how scary it's going to be, but you know, with survival horror these days, there's not really you can't really be too picky. So I'm hoping it's going to deliver in that respect. No, I don't want to spend too much time on this and more new games. Um, but guys, Mike, Mike and <laughs> Kyle. Okay, Mike, I'll give you Rain, and Kyle, you get Puppeteer. What are these games? Mike, you start. Oh God, I haven't read much on Rain. <laughs> okay, do you know what we'll Puppeteer switch. is? Let's switch. Let's switch. Let's okay. Switch. All right, Puppeteer. Well, basically, this one is uh, this is um, one from uh, Sony's Japan studio, and basically, it's got um, it's got a very similar aesthetic to Little Big Planet in some respects. It's kind of like t- it takes place in this um, magical kind of theater world where this young boy has been trans- uh, transport uh, transported there, and while he's there, he apparently gets um, gets turned into a puppet. Then he gets his head bit off. Uh, then he he finds out he can wear different heads. He arms himself with a pair of scissors and basically goes around chopping up enemies and stuff <sighs> and then to get his head back. What I a think... fucking day for that kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
but it, it, seriously, oh, yeah. man, it looks super cool. Though the graphics look really cool. Like I said, it's um, it's got quite a distinctive art style to it, and um, it's from you know, it's a new IP from Sony Japan. I mean, those guys are uh, in the press comments. They were talking about how they those guys are always pioneering a lot of create you know creativity and stuff, and it does look it does look really cool, man. Something fresh. Um, I think it's um, I think it's a PSN game. Uh, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I was just gonna ask. It was. So is it a? Did, so you think it is a PSN game, not a retail? Yeah, release? I know that. I know that Rain is definitely a PSN game, which uh, I'll pass you over to Carl. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, so Rain is also a new IP from Sony's Japan studio, who whose efforts could be better placed on The Last Guardian, but we'll just move past that. Okay. Wait. Um, so Rain. So Sony Japan, but I mean Sony Japan has a few uh, divisions in itself. Like. Yes. Yes, they do. And, so, and, and and I understand that. I was just commenting on the last. I know. No, but I agree with you. Uh, shouldn't all their resources be devoted on The Last Guardian right now? I, I don't know. Shouldn't, shouldn't they just be... I, I assume that Sony Japan, That's. I mean, other than Gravity Rush, I know they had to get a game out for Vita, but like... Yeah, sure. Jesus, uh, from what they've been... From what it sounds like, they've been trying to get The Last Guardian out like ASAP, right? So this is a brand new game being developed. Yeah, yeah it just depends. I mean, yeah, some people... Honestly, there are people out there who don't give a shit about The Last Guardian, so they're probably more pumped for these new IPs. So, you know, whatever they're doing over there, who really knows? So, uh, so Rain, though, Rain looks pretty cool. It's um, So it's a new upcoming PSN release from Japan Studio, and it focuses on the tale of this young boy who one day turns invisible, so his figure can only be seen in the rain. And, you know, it can only be seen when Rain is bouncing off his, his silhouette. Okay. Uh, the trailer didn't show much. It just seems like kind of this sort of dark melancholy world and you see you catch glimpses of the boy running through some some dark uh, rainy city streets and you can see him in 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 those rainy areas and i think all we really know about it so far is that this boy is on a quest to save his sister i believe who is either uh, kidnapped or trapped in some regard but i don't know it just seems like a very one of those nice quiet reflective uh Deeper meaning PSN exclusives. That what happens? So what happens if he walks into like a a fondue fountain? Does it turn into chocolate rain? <laughs> Sorry, that was, uh, I had I, to. I should leave the podcast now, shouldn't I? <laughs> I should just leave. You, <laughs> I know you. You would think that's the case, but uh, no, no mention of fondue in the oh, trailer. Wait, but, why is he being an asshole? Why doesn't he just cover himself in white paint or something so you can see him always? Yeah, I don't know. That makes sense to me. Or, or what an asshole or kid! I don't want to play that game. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. No. Real though, it looks it looks pretty cool. It looks like it's in the same kind of ilk as uh, as Journey and Papo Eo. So I'm excited to see what Japan Studio comes out with in that regard. Because yeah. I don't think they've actually uh, come out with any kind of deeper, uh, more metaphorical PSN releases, right? I mean, that's kind of that was that game company came out with Journey. Yeah. And Minority just came out with Papo Eo. And I don't know that game company has some others, but this is kind of Japan Studios' first foray into that really awesome, understated PSN exclusive range. So I'm excited. Rain looks cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Ah, uh, so Rain. Uh, PS Vita will play PS1 classics on August 28th. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Sweet. So August 28th, that's when it's happening. Firmware update, and then PS1 classics will work. Crossby has been uh, detailed and expanded upon. Um. Check this out. Sony has unveiled a few games that you'll be able to uh, basically buy once, get it on both platforms, on your Vita and on your PS3. Now, wait, do we know if the if these games that they've, they've announced will have, because I know Sly Cooper will, but will have that cloud fun- save functionality type thing? 
Yeah, they definitely will. I yeah, mean, PlayStation awesome. All-Stars, for sure. Uh, I'm not sure about Ratchet and Clank, but... You're yeah, spoiling the news! Jesus, Kyle! I didn't get to fucking unveiling the games yet! You fucking asked me! <sighs> okay, well, geez, since the cat's out of the bag, alright. Ratchet and Clank, Frontal Assault, <laughs> or sorry, Full Frontal Assault, but in the U- the UK, you, you, sorry, UK, it's called <laughs> Q-Force. <laughs> oh, right? that hurts. Yeah, it's called Q-Force, right, Mike? Yeah. Why is Insomniac ditching the, um, why are they ditching the whole, you know, it's a sexual innuendo thing for Europe? Have, hasn't it been, correct me if I'm wrong, but in Europe, haven't the Ratchet and Clank been, games been Ratchet and Clank, uh, Up Your Arsenal? No, sorry. Uh, well, the first one was just called Ratchet and Clank. Then second one was Up Your Arsenal. Then the third one is Going Commando, right? Or am I switching those two? Wasn't the second those. one Going Commando? <clears throat> You've got those mixed, yeah. The okay. second one was. Second one Going Commando. Third one Up Your Arsenal. Then Quest for Booty. Then, well, actually, before that, there was, uh, there was Crack in Time. That was second, the one after. Then Tools no, of Destruction man. was the yeah, yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're all over the place. Yeah, I am. <laughs> but, uh, Mike, so are any of those games named differently in Europe? No, I think I think they're all the same. But obviously, this one was just a little bit too much, I guess. You know what they say. No sex, please. We're British. But... <laughs> But Full Frontal Assault, that's, come on, uh, up your arsenal, that was fine, but anyways, whatever. So, like Kyle was spoiling for you guys, because he doesn't give a shit about spoilers and he hates the podcast, um, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, uh, cross-buy, this means that you buy it once, you get it on both Vita and PS3, I am stoked for that. Yeah, that's going to be sick. And, and that's especially important to me, too, because I wasn't sure if I was going to buy it. I mean, PlayStation All-Stars, like, I'm super pumped for that game, but I didn't want to buy it twice, even if no. I could play it, like, on the go and Definitely. work on, like, my single-player campaigns. But now that now that, that comes for free, that is totally sick, because I will play that all the time on Vita, do the cloud saves, earn trophies at home. Like, that's yeah. going to be awesome. Oh, I can't wait. Sony's so smart for that stuff. I'm so glad that they're taking the initiative and doing this, this whole cloud, like... Sure, Sony was late to the game with the whole uh, handheld video game machine, but, like, they... At least in this generation, I think that the Vita is going uh, leaps and bounds above the 3DS in terms of everything that they're doing with it. I mean, it's it really seems like uh, the Vita is uh, the Wii U for PS3. You know, it's like that Wii U controller. Just it's an extension of that experience, which is exactly what I want. Sure, you can you can have your own unique like little games, your indie games, your quirky games on PSN, and you'll have your, your unique PS Vita games like Gravity Rush and stuff like that. But then, like being able to continue my Sly Cooper save file. When I leave my house, come home, like I'm doing it already for for sound shapes, and that's fantastic. Although I, ha- I mean, I uploaded my uh, my save to the cloud, but Kyle, you might be able to help me out with this. Let's say I get the plot in Vita sound shapes, right? Yep. And then I upload my save file, and then I go on PS3 and I launch it because I see I, I know it's two separate uh, trophy lists. Do I have to redo those challenges, or will those trophies just pop? Nope, those trophies pop up on PS3, all the ones you've owned. So if you score platinum and sound shapes, which you're on your way towards, you're pretty close, right? Yeah, yeah you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna load up that cloud save, and you're gonna hear like 33 oh, dings. That's off at amazing. Once. I'm gonna record that. <laughs> I'm gonna record that. I swear to God, I'm gonna record that. I might even put it up as a video feature, just like headline. Check out how awesome this is. Play the video. Bring, bring, bring. Oh, yeah, that's-, that's gonna be sick. I can't wait for that. Oh. But you're totally right. No, Vita, Vita is like the 
quintessential PlayStation experience for me. I mean, you get those awesome indie hits like like Sound Shapes, those kind of quirky PSN titles that I love so much, and then you get the big blockbusters. Like, you get Gravity Rush, you get Uncharted, you get hopefully a better Resistance game in the next year or two. But, yeah, I mean, it's just a mix of everything and the great social features, and now this cross-buy thing, like, I can't wait. Sly Cooper especially, I love that franchise. Totally. Uh, Mike, any thoughts on cross-buy? Or any of those three games? Sly Cooper, Ratchet & Clank, PS All-Stars? Um, yeah, I'm definitely up for PS All-Stars. I was going to get that anyway, and if I can get three on the Vita, then that's fantastic, that is. I mean, I need some more games for the um, Vita, because I'm having trouble juggling all these platforms as it is, so I definitely want to get some more games for the Vita, and I'll, I'll probably, all, all three of those ones, that all, all the games that have been confirmed for it, they're definitely ones that interest me, so I think that's a great... Um, great service phase all right we gotta sorry sorry we gotta wrap this up because it's getting late and i actually have to leave soon so i don't want to like you know ditch you guys halfway through the podcast uh although i I wouldn't mind if you guys kept recording while i was gone that would be fine but um uh let's break through these uh okay fuck i really want to talk about this but dante sackboy spike and ratchet have been confirmed for playstation all-stars um i i'm super excited by this obviously you guys know kyle's new to the podcast i've already spoken about PS All-Star is enough for one lifetime. Kyle, what do you think? Uh, I'm totally pumped for this. And it's unfortunate that we saw these characters coming from a mile away with those yeah, massive I... map leaks we had a couple weeks ago. And I remember you you tweeted me about that that day, and you are like, man, this fucking sucks yeah, for Super Bowl. Like, all this stuff does. out early. But, yeah, no, I saw the character trailers for these four, and Dante especially looks really fucking sweet. Like, his combos and his, his sword play and stuff look super fast, like ripped straight out of the game. I think that's going to be really fun. Uh, Ratchet's weapons seem like really well suited too, and I love Spike. I love you know I love the old school Ape Escape. Although the new Spike looks really weird, I don't know where that CG like noseless version of him comes from. But I don't know. But uh, Ratchet and Spike it, look but... weird to me. I find I don't know. Ratchet really? just looks evil. Like <laughs> Ratchet just looks dark. Ratchet or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, I haven't. I don't know. I haven't taken a close look at him, but Sackboy's moves too look pretty sweet. Like it looks like he's popping out stickers and other things from the Little Big Planet universe, and cool. having some really interesting effects with those on the battlefield. So I'm definitely excited. very, very good announcements for this. I'm just waiting for a few like other characters. That there were I trailers want to be for. Sorry, Kyle. There were trailers for Tearaway, Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified, Until Dawn, Puppeteer, uh, Metal Gear Rising has been dated. Metal Gear Rising will be released in Japan on February 21st. Uh, 007 Legends gets a license to kill. <laughs> Interesting title there, Mike. That's a good headline. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, basically they confirmed that um, License to Kill and uh, Die Another Day are going to feature um, in 007 Legends. I'm I'm a massive Bond uh, fan, and I actually wrote a feature about what games I think they should be included, and License to Kill was one of them, so I'm pleased about that. But I'm just gutted they chose to Die Another Day because there are much better Pierce Brosnan era films to represent in that one. Okay. Uh, but um, hopefully they reveal the Connery film because you can't have a Bond, you can't have something like 007 Legends, which like packs all these films together without Connery. You've got to have a Connery era film. Okay. And you know what they say, listeners, when you cover your mouth like this and you talk like Sean Connery, you sound exactly like Bane. Citizens of Gotham. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, uh, Tekken Tag 2 Mike, screenshots. Mike doesn't get that, unfortunately. Oh, it's true. Try it, Kyle. Try it. Put put your hands in front of your mouth and talk like Sean Connery. This city is for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, 
PlayStation Plus coming to Vita, like we said. Uh, Angry Birds trilogy, new screenshots of that. Zone of the Ender screenshots. I don't know why I keep saying these things. Uh, Sly Cooper Thieves in Time delayed. Thank God. 2013, that's a good thing because 2012 is just packed for me. Uh, Team Michael working very hard in The Last Guardian. Lulz, uh, quote unquote, working very hard. Sure, okay. <laughs> Because what they've been working not so very hard in the past. I don't know. Yeah, Assassin's yeah, Creed no three kidding. screenshots. God of War Ascension trailer. Uh, EA won't rule out cross buy for Need for Speed Most Wanted. I'm telling you, it's not happening. Uh, new Gran Turismo details coming, quote unquote, soon. The Last of Us new trailer. Team Ninja goes hand. Oh, this is great. Uh, Stephen Williamson. <laughs> Stephen Williamson wrote an article about Team Ninja and how they've been uh, working really hard on their breast physics. Uh, so Kyle. I mean, you know about this because you were actually informing me uh, off air before. But so Stephen reports he was speaking to their producer. Am I, am I wrong about that? Or he, oh yeah, you're right. I think it's okay. their, their their producer. Yep. Okay, I can't I can't really find his name. Oh yeah, so Hayashi Hayashi something. That's his last name. <laughs> uh, Hayashi. Okay, I don't know. Okay, I don't know his name. Too bad. His name is Hayashi. Um, what did what did what did they say exactly? What so Stephen was talking to him? How are they enhancing the breast physics of DOA five? So here, so here's what our friend uh, Yosuke Hayashi told to our friend Steven. Um, basically, the development team has been going, quote unquote, hands on with uh, partners. I, I believe Steven used partners as in girlfriends and other female members of their Japanese staff in order to get the breast physics right. So essentially, they've been uh, handling handling some breasts to <laughs> figure out the jiggle physics and make sure that it's absolutely right. So I, part of me wonders if there it will come a time in the game when there's going to be some breast groping between characters or if they're just they're just like oh fuck well this is how they bounce sweet let's do this some more and then put that in the game you know yes now um this is terribly just fucking awkward because it's like <laughs> I, I don't know man like uh, what is it like what's a day at the office there like all right honey come in all right so they're in like in the design team like the lead designer has his <laughs> wife in front of like a whole freaking meeting table of, of other designers is like so yeah no you see how when kidding, i like... slap her tits from the left <laughs> they kind of like jiggle around and the right one doesn't move as much and when i punch her tit right on how her nipple kind of bruises for a while like i don't know what what, what are like it's just so ridiculous what a ridiculous that's fucking, yeah it's fucking crazy and especially like dead or alive is such i mean it's a violent fighting franchise like that's yeah. what it is so what kind of things but you're right like, i envision like like a dentist chair kind of thing and like the girlfriends or the wives are, are, are laying in these chairs, and you've got these <laughs> nerdy-ass Team Ninja programmers surrounding them, kind of doing a little jostling, a little, little squeeze here or there. I mean, it's totally awkward to think about, <laughs> but at least they're passionate, right? I mean, yeah, fuck, it's like that's, that's dedication. The HR, the HR rep, say, say she's a female, and it's just like her name is Cindy or something. Cindy, get your ass here. We got to kick you in the tits for something. <laughs> Anyway. I can't. I still can't. I still can't fucking believe they told that to us. Like that is not the kind of thing that you really want to get out in the press. I, I, I can't believe that that story didn't just explode all over the internet. Just fucking Team Ninja is touching tits for for reference, which is hilarious. But anyway, uh, moving on. Mirror's Edge two and Bad Company three. Yeah, quote unquote. You'll just have to wait and see. Says that. <laughs> Uh, fuck you. What? That's what I have to say. Uh, Mass Effect 3 Leviathan DLC release date announced. Far Cry 3. Oh, I should probably uh, talk about the release date. The release date is August 29th in Europe. North Americans, fuck you. Kidding. Uh, guys? Hello? Uh, well, yay, I guess. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Mike? 
<laughs> no, more Mass Effect free content is good. I mean, I still haven't, still haven't even bloody um, seen the extended cut yet, which I really need to do. But I'm definitely going to get it. Hopefully, I'm hopefully I'd like to review it. Actually, that'd be pretty cool. Cool. But yeah, um, it's been all multiplayer stuff lately, so you know, single player stuff, please. More, more of it, Bioware. Yes. Uh, new screenshots for Far Cry Three. Beyond script is two thousand pages long. That's ridiculous. Uh, two thousand pages. Now, okay, obviously they're not talking about like what font and how broad size, but two thousand pages. That's. Think about that, Mike. Think about writing a feature, on Word, and it, it's two thousand pages. Oh, Jesus! Doesn't bear thinking about. Uh, Remember Me was originally a Sony project. Sure. Uh, Poison Foes with an um what? Poison Foes with an umbrella in Assassin's Creed Three Liberation. Okay. You can poison people with an umbrella. Uh, EA labels. EA labels boss has seen PS4 and Xbox 720. This is interesting. More PS4 stuff. Uh, Mike, you wrote this. So what can you tell us? Um, yeah, it's um, I've forgotten the guy's surname. It's Frank something or other, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Okay, not just to clarify, it's something or other isn't his surname, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie Bo. Frank, yeah, that's it, Frankie Bo. Yeah, he's um, he's actually well, he's basically seen uh, Sony and Microsoft's next generation consoles. That's literally all he says. I think it was, I think the quote was like, "Yes, I have seen them." Okay. That's pretty much it, really. But yeah, I mean, let's face it, we all know they're coming. They're going to be announced um, probably at E3. Um, and they'll be launched late next year, early 2014. I think I think everyone pretty much knows that it's only a matter of time now. But um, yeah, I mean, a big publisher like EA, I mean, they're obviously going to get access to the hardware as early as anyone. So it's not a surprise that he's seen them, to be honest. Not really much more to say about that. He doesn't go into any detail. Okay, cool. Um, Shuhei Yoshida today said that uh, PS Vita will not be getting a price cut this year. Um, not the biggest surprise there. A lot of people want a price cut, but it did only launch in February, and it is a pretty low price for what you're getting. I mean, that tech, uh, $250, really not bad. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah, there was, an, uh, there was a trailer for Ratchet & Clank, Full Frontal Assault. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, Gamescom? I, mean, I think it was sweet so far. I mean, Sony especially came out with a really awesome showing, a really awesome presser to break things up. They they responded to E3 criticism. They came out strong with Vita right off the bat. They announced cross by five new... I mean, think about all the, the brand new... There's like four brand new IPs they announced. I mean, there's Tearaway, there's Rain, there's Until Dawn, there's something else that I'm not thinking of. Uh, they announced a new Killzone game. They announced cross by for Vita, PS1 Classics. I mean, it was a hell of a show. For Sony, yeah. I think in general. Yeah. Now, I mean, now that now that the pressers are over, like the initial big stuff, I think the the whole rest of this week is just a slow trickle of like gameplay news and hands-on impressions. But um, yeah, no, I think it was a great showing. I especially love the the focus on Vita. Um, certainly better than last year. I can't think of anything really important that came out of last year's Gamescom. Okay, Mike, you were saying. Yeah, I, I agree with Carl completely. After E3, you know, with the, the low profile that Vita had, I think this year they were, at Gamescom they really had to um, pull out the big guns, and I think they did a good job of that. We got so we got updates on some key titles like Killzone and Call of Duty, but we also got more importantly we also got some new IP and PlayStation 3. Even though it's technically you could say it's going to be on the way out, um, simply because the new its successor will come along like in the next 18 months or whatever, but. They're still bringing out some strong titles and everything. They're not going completely going down the 
um, casual route with it. You know, you've got stuff like Until Dawn, you've got those other PSN games like uh, Rain and Puppeteer, which looks, you know, um, a lot of create, you know, probably niche, but really, really creative titles, which I think is really great. And um, overall, I was, I have to say, I was really impressed with it. And especially like um, you got, um, oh, what is it, Tearaway, the Media Molecule title. Well, that looks, that looks great. And it's the Vita again. It's, um, yeah, I think really, I think um, a price cut really would, would have been the icing on the cake. But, you know, that it probably is too early for that. The only thing I'm surprised they didn't show is the um, super slim PS3. But I think that was rumored to miss Gamescom anyway. Yeah. But apart yeah. from yeah, apart from that, it was good. I was really impressed. I watched their conference all the way through, and I was, I was, I came away really impressed. That's cool. Yeah, they, it, it's interesting to see the approach they took. I mean, with E3 versus Gamescom, is like E3 was really the PS3 show, at least with the presser, and then Gamescom took totally the opposite route. Like, I don't think there was really anything. Well, I mean, there was the new exclusives, like there was Until Dawn and Rain, but it's on the PS3 side. Like definitely took a backseat to Vita this year at Gamescom, which which I was super glad with. And yeah, I mean with Sound Shapes out now and all these free cross buy games like Horizon, like I'm pumped. There's gonna be plenty of reason to for me to take out my Vita and charge it up and play it like all the time this holiday season. So that's just, that's super exciting. Yeah. And Until Dawn looks crazy cool, even if it is a hokey teen horror teen horror game. I'm I'm super pumped to try that out. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. I just hope that the uh, starts to um, pick up, man, in terms of sales because it they really it's got a lot going for it. I just re- I just really hope that it doesn't um, stall because it is sh- it's such a shame because it is a great platform. Yeah. Yep. That's been Gamescom. I mean, you guys enjoyed it. I was out of the loop, but uh, this episode was fun. I got all my Gamescom news. But um, I guess we'll be back on the next uh, on the next part of the episode. We're gonna have a little break here. Mike, you've got to go, right? Yeah, unfortunately, it's getting a bit late here, and I need my beauty sleep. <laughs> All right, actually, he needs to uh, weight train and kill some more cows. But um, <laughs> Kyle, Kaidu, will you be back for part two? Um, perhaps. Maybe. I've got a lot of shit on my plate right now. I'm packing Keep for a big guessing. move to a big city. So yeah, but no, it was super awesome to be on the show. Like, I'm really glad to to join the podcast for the first time, and I hope I can do it every week. That'd be sweet. Yeah, that would be sweet. Yeah, it was great to have you in, man. All right, guys. Awesome. See you after yeah. the break. <laughs> And we're back. Um, Mike had to take off, and Kyle's gone, moving, I think. But don't worry, I have a super special guest with us this time, as always. Well, usually, I guess. Kept Rob Sweatsloot. Huh? Yeah, do, do it again in British. Uh, kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> Rob Sweatsloot, everybody. Rob Fez. Yes. Hello, everybody. I sh- I'm just a guest now. I can't be a special guest if I come on every fucking time. Uh, I guess you're not a special guest anymore. I, yeah. you know, that sucks. Uh, I, I miss Carl. I, I do want to. A chat to Carl. Uh, does he does he speak in real life like he does on the articles he writes? <laughs> I don't know. How does he how does he speak in the articles? Uh, like the couple of articles I've read from his, he, he uses a lot of uh, uh, I can't remember. Is it like ten dollar words or what have you? The um, like uh, just uh, very very long words. Um, okay. Well, I mean, you know, if that's, that's his writing style, that's cool. But uh, it's not, not personally how I, how I kind of write. But. Uh, <laughs> Is he very, very a, a, a posh American accent? I don't know what a posh American accent is. Posh American accent, yeah. Actually, someone I had that listened to uh, the raw recording before it was edited, uh, just like a little clip, said that he sounds like uh, an extremely generic American person. Um, oh, right. Where's Kyle from? Uh, Minnesota, just like Tim. Oh, 
just like Tim. Uh, poor guy. Yeah, it's weird. Actually, the majority of PSU staff, well, they, uh, well, no, actually, I guess we're tied for Montreal and Minnesota. There's two staff members in each was, place. Was Kyle a friend of Tim's or? No, uh, that just happened randomly. How, like, how randomly, okay. Because I know uh, one of Tim's friends is now working for PSU as well. I haven't actually read any of his articles. But, oh, uh, okay, yeah. cool. Well, I'm glad to have you on, man. You have uh, some proper recording equipment. I know Mike still has... Um, you know, <laughs> getting his feet off the ground. Well, it's the problem been... with Mike is he hasn't, you know, with his gigantic chest, there's no way he can get a good mic <laughs> close to his mouth. So uh, that's why he sounds so horrible because he's got like, you know, weird amplification systems to get his voice over to the microphone. So uh, in the first part, we covered news, uh, recent reviews. But uh, since the last time we recorded, uh, there actually has been another review go up on our site. And that's for, it's a little bit late. But it's uh, it's a good read. It's for The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, put up by Joseph Fate. He gave it a 5.0 on 10, and he said, uh, The Spider-Man game franchise has been lo- has long been a series that gamers have always thought should work, but it rarely has. The third yeah. attempt from Beanox, but first attempt in an open-world version, no, that's not true, shows some promise, uh, but it has oh, a lot yeah. of cracks along the way. Yeah, it's Beanox's first attempt at an open-world version. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's what he meant. He said he likes the sound, sound, sound. The swinging while restricted can still be fun, and the Batman style combat. Yeah. Uh, he, he means Arkham City, uh, Arkham. The Arkham <laughs> yes. uh, he doesn't mean the '60s Batman show where it's pow. Pow. <laughs> he dislikes <laughs> the restrictions on swinging in the city. All stealth action. All stealth actions. Just all the stealth is bad, and the sheer amount of collectibles. Too many collectibles, apparently. Five point zero on ten. Um, surprised, Rob? No. Okay. Ready. Okay. Um, they were like, oh, it's going to be like Spider-Man 2. And people were like, no, it's not like Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yeah. uh, who, um, who, tra- uh, who developed Spider-Man? Was it Treyarch? Who developed uh, Spider-Man 2? It may have been Treyarch. I think someone mentioned this on another podcast recently, and I think it was Treyarch who did that. Crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so there's been just a few more news articles. I don't really know what's worth mentioning. Um, we wrapped up all that Gamescom stuff in the first part, but... Um, Let's see. Uh, Sony Europe boss says Nintendo is always a competitor. Um, I guess, you know, <laughs> that's not the biggest news ever. But uh, Sony's Jim Ryan, who is chief of Sony Computer and Steam in Europe, said, uh, quote, I think the gaming offerings of 3DS and Vita are so different right now that I think there's plenty of space for both systems to live side by side quite happily. Um, I don't know how that... <laughs> about that his point of nintendo is always a competitor thing but anyways it's not too important gamescom quotes yeah um what was it who was saying something stupid uh i think it was ubisoft who said something about oh um all western journalists are racist because they let japanese designers get away with racist stuff and it's like well in japan they don't some of them just don't know better you should know better if you live in the west i don't know maybe it's it's, it's probably something that's gonna they're gonna have to Make up apology for next week or something. Like, okay, you know. because Ubisoft isn't uh, ever racist in Far Cry. Like, I mean, I don't know. Forget about Far Cry. <laughs> How about like something like uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Brotherhood? Assassin's Creed. It's a me, Mario. It's a me, a Mario. <laughs> um, my fr- friend uh, Phil, uh, Phil, who uh, you know from my old podcast, Current yeah. Gen, he uh, isn't. He's Italian himself. He actually plays Assassin's Creed Two and Brotherhood in Italian. So uh, when he heard. Like um, Ezio in Revelations, because there is no Italian mode in Revelations, as far as I'm aware. He was like, oh my god, he's so racist and horrible. Why has he got this terrible accent? Why is he kind of using faux Italian randomly? And uh, 
Yeah. So kind of similar to that, I'm actually of uh, Portuguese descent, and I know how to speak Portuguese. It's actually the first language I learned, and then English, and then French. Uh, and I have been playing, I'll get to this later, but I've been playing uh, a little bit of Max Payne 3, and that takes yep. place in Brazil. Yep. And the voice acting is hit or miss. There are clearly some voice actors hired on that know how to speak Portuguese, and some that are just reading it off the paper, and it just sounds <laughs> really jarbled. Um, but yeah, to your point. Oh, by the way. If you guys oh, are a fan of Rob Zwetslut, as, as am I, uh, you can check out more of his podcasts at... Uh, CurrentGen.com, which has a podcast going up that we recorded like a month ago about Dark Knight Rising spoilers. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I was alright, I was just sorry. I would have loved to be on that, but thanks. Uh, anyway. Uh, I, did put a call, I, I put a call out. I'm like, <laughs> putting you on the spot. Luke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, uh, Rob mentioned his other podcast, Current Gen. If you're a fan, make sure to check it out. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, what is this? What is this all about, Rob? Star Wars thirteen thirteen world is inspired by Las Vegas. Uh, LucasArts Las teases Vegas. its underworld. Okay, well, uh, um, I guess you know maybe you don't know about that. I thought you did because you follow the game. Um, following the game, I haven't had. You, I mean, I'm on like a day off news. So I just have like someone move today. Um, okay, they're going. I mean, the the Coruscant underworld I, has never really been very Las Vegasy to me. It, I guess maybe like you know the 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 kind of the cliche kind of down and out back alleys of Las Vegas and stuff like that. But you know, the uh, uh, the the underworld of, of um, Coruscant is like so fleshed out in the um, uh, also like the low levels. Are so fleshed out in like some of the expanding universe that maybe that doesn't really kind of come But I'm not, I'm really interested in this game because you know it it's kind of at a cool point in the franchise with no Jedi and right. uh, you know obviously it's gorgeous looking and stuff. So yeah. So on the subject, uh, the game's creative director Dominic Robillard uh, said that uh, this is a quote this is a mature themed game. Uh, yep. Players will descend into dangerous subterranean, metro- uh, dangerous subterranean metropolis full of dark characters. We've taken the Vegas approach to Star Wars City. Uh, it feels like a character in its own right and bears down on the player. Uh, it's not somewhere you'd like to find yourself on a Friday night. It's a world where crime families exist and thrive and dark and dangerous in a dark and dangerous location. During the... Pre- uh, sorry. Apparently, quote, it gets a lot dirtier where we're headed. Um... <laughs> Okay. Do they sure. have a bad feeling about that? Yeah, I guess. Um, but dee, 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 what else came out of uh, Gamescom? Apparently, D- DMC, Devil May Cry, could be getting a sequel. Uh, sure. Oh, dude, that trailer with Virgil in it, that was awesome. Okay, I know you weren't there in the first part, um, but I, we covered this in the first part of the podcast. I was extremely pissed off that... That really? was a headline. I didn't want that spoiled. I would have. It would have blown my true, mind. True. It would have blown my mind. If... I assume that's going to be a really early thing that he's going to come in, though. I don't know, man. Why did they wait this long to unveil it? Like, it, it's true. I think Capcom just had like that whole thing where they're showing all their shit, like they did with Resident Evil Six, uh, uh, sh- the Ada Wong campaign. You know, that's something you get when you beat the game. Uh-huh. Don't tell people about that. I, I guess they they you know they're chill trying to um, convert people that are you know aren't paying attention, and you know Virgil being in there and actually being kind of like very. You know, he's like probably a, a more Virgil than Dante is Dante. So, uh, um, but yeah, I, I can see what you mean. I would be awesome. Like, oh shit, it's Virgil. Like, was, yeah, uh, being great. Because honestly, when I wrote that, when I read that headline, it blew my mind. I was so so, yeah. so surprised. I was like, oh shit, yeah. Virgil. I didn't even think about that. If, if they had saved that for the game, that would have been an awesome moment. But anyway, um, oh, this is interesting. This is the last piece of news we'll do. Um. Kojima says he wants a Silent Hill game made with a Fox engine. Silent Hill cross Metal Gear Solid. Uh, yeah, writing on Twitter via a rather dodgy Google translation, translation Kojima-san 
<laughs> noted Sandhill's lack of action-oriented gameplay and uh, would like to mail. Sorry, would like to make it an ideal fit for his new tech, uh, since visuals would take center stage. He says, "Quote: Sandhill is in closed room settings and doesn't require full action, so that we can focus on the graphic quality." Again, this is the Google translation of Kojima's twi- tweets. Uh, enemies don't have to be a lot or move fast. I guess he means. <laughs> there doesn't have to be many enemies. It only requires scariness by graphics and presentation. As being a creator of making action game in open world... You know what? I'll just read this in the broken English. It's way better. As being a creator making action game in open world, such game is very enviously attractive. Wish someone <laughs> could create this on Fox Engine. Um, and I guess... I don't know. Konami shares a lot of resources. and I mean, isn't Ko- Kojima like implanted in like 50 different franchises by now? I don't know. Yeah, I'm also he was directing the trailers for Lords of Shadow and Castlevania, and I don't know, probably saying, "Hey, you should do this in track and field or something." I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Gamescom. Anything stand out to you, Rob? Uh, Puppeteer looked fucking fantastic. Yeah, that uh, uh, I'm confused by it, Puppeteer. I don't really. It's a platformer. It's side scrolling. It's you change heads. We were talking about that on the first part. Uh, looks weird. Uh, and. Uh, uh, oh, t- is it Same. Tearaway, the Mimi Molecule game? Oh, yeah, that looks cool. Tearaway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else were they showing? Did they show any like, interactivity with, like... Um, yeah, I think they showed some interactivity between, like, this big planet on the main, on the main console with, like, um, cross-play or what have you. Um, but uh, I guess that was the only kind of cross-play they, thing they showed. Uh, I think they need to think up a new name for Killzone Mercenary. <laughs> That's a really fucking stupid Killzone name. Mercenary, right. And also... I mean, it's not really descriptive unless you know what it is. If you know what it is, you think, oh, it's quite descriptive. But if you don't know what it is, it's just Killzone Mercenary. It could be Killzone the Mercenary, and that would be much more descriptive. I don't know. Mm. Um, I don't know. We also talked about the whole uh, – I'm not sure if you're aware, but Black Ops 2 oh, – sorry, Black Ops 2 Declassified, declassified. is being made. I mean, I, I saw the um, Sony press conference, so I know that it exists. Okay. It's being developed by Nihilistic, the studio that uh, – this is actually a big topic in the first part, the studio that developed um, – Resistance Burning Skies and PlayStation Move Heroes. What right. do you think about that? I think it's another B tier Sony team making a portable version of a pre existing game. Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, but then it like kills on Liberation was that. But, um, there's a panel on PSP was that. So, you know, if I mean, didn't like Tim really like Burning Skies? Mike reviewed it and he rather enjoyed it. He gave it an 8 5, I believe. <laughs> I know that wasn't the main. That wasn't like the the big. Uh, sorry, that wasn't like the, the popular consensus on it. And I guess Move Heroes. Oh God, I I can't. I forgot it completely. That came out. Uh, did that do any well? Did people like that game? Okay. Critically, well, <laughs> critically bombed. Commercially, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. So I mean, we. So if if you like Burning Skies, then you know maybe maybe you're liking what where this is going, um, but. Hopefully they've got you know a few pointers of Treyarch and it may you know they might pull one out of the bag and make a, and make a game that everyone loves you know so it's hard to tell like two other games and you know some of those you know B tier PlayStation uh, portable ports uh, have have been pretty good so you know it's uh, hard to tell maybe I um I actually after like cause, like I said I I had been away for about a week and a half and I had no idea what happened at Gamescom and and uh, this episode <laughs> was actually my debriefing on everything at Gamescom like so I would read a headline. And then ask Kyle and Mike what the fuck it was about. And they'd break the news to me. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, that's super cool. But um, we pretty much covered a lot of Gamescom. 
I think uh, Sony had a good show. I think they showed, what, five new IPs or something crazy? There was Rain, uh, Tearaway, that paper, what's it called? Puppeteer. Puppeteer, that's it. Um, there was that new game, uh, Until Dawn or something. Re- Until- uh, oh, yeah, 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 Until Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a, it's like a PlayStation Move uh, horror game. It seems kind of yeah, yeah. It's like a B-movie type thing. And, and uh, uh, Diggs Nightcrawler. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. I don't know what that is. Dude! Like, Diggs Nightcrawler is a um, film noir worm living in Wonder Book. Okay. Yeah, and he's investigating the murder of his partner. Um, Wait, living team. in Wonder Book? Well, it's like a Wonder Book game. In know. the book? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and uh, he's investigating the death of his partner, Humpty. Humpty Dumpty, they call him. Oh, my God. Fill up his wall, pushed by the mob or something like that, and it sounds kind of kind of badass. I don't even it. <laughs> Speaking um, of Humpty Dumpty, have you you watched yeah. uh, Puss in Boots? Oh, what the uh, what the Shrek? Shrek yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. Is hum- it any good? No, Humpty Dumpty <laughs> is a uh, is a supporting character in it. Uh, he's actually one of the main characters, uh, and I hated him the whole time <laughs> through. I guess he's made so that you hate him, but uh, Jesus, he was just so repulsive to look at and to listen to. But um. Speaking of listening to, this actually reminded me. Someone on the last episode, when I posted episode 25, uh, which, by the way, was on July 16th. So that was a long time ago. That was actually a month ago. Um, When I posted that last episode, someone commented, vocabulary said, the host sounds like Patrick McCreary from GTA 4. Um, I don't really (laughs) remember who that is. I think it's the Irish. He has an Irish accent. I think, wasn't he the Royd, Royd guy as well? No, that's Brucey. Oh, sorry. My, my I don't know what this guy sounds like, though. If Patrick McCreary sounds like me, I guess that's kind of cool. I sound like a character from GTA 4. Was he talking about me or talking about you? Um, yeah, right? I don't know. Whoever the I, host was. I mean, me and Mike don't sound Irish. I don't that's true. Irish, so. But I have to sneeze. And I'm doing this on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Use the cough button, Don. Good uh, so that's episode 26. Um, the cough yeah. button? Yeah, there's a mute button on Skype. Uh, nah. <laughs> Not worth it. I'd rather them hear it. But so uh, that's Gamescom. Rob, no more to say about Gamescom. Yeah. Um, I'm sad I didn't get to go this year. I had Stephen had a fun time. There were some great parties going on. Uh, Gamescom is all about the drinking. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk cool. about real talk now. All right. Yeah, sure. Real talk. Right before um, <laughs> recording, Rob and I were about to start talking about something amazing. He was informing me. About a movie you watched 10 minutes of or 15 minutes of called Mo Money. <laughs> Mo Money. Uh, so, I mean, some people might, I don't know, what's the kind of aim range of people listen to this? Wait, but wait, like, uh, I want to just read the description before you go into oh, it. Yes, please right. go. So, Mo Money, so that's Mo, M-O apostrophe money, apostrophe money, is a 1992 romantic crime comedy drama film. So, romantic crime comedy drama film starring Good. Damon Wayans, yep. Marlon Wayans, yep. and Stacey Dash. Um, the film also features Bernie Mac in his first film role and is directed by Peter McDonald. Uh, it was released on July 24th, 1992. Um, running time, 97 minutes. Budget, $15 million US. Jesus Christ. I got 15 million. So, please tell me what that movie's about and if I should watch it because just on the title alone, I want to. Okay, so the only reason I know about Mo Money, I mean, because um, they would reference it a lot in, um, I think, My Wife and Kids, which is the... Uh, the sitcom Damon Wayans did like in the mid noughties where he was like, Oh yes, it's my wife and my kids and we're black. Yay. Um, and like, this is like, I guess he's like one of his first films, early films. And he's just like, um, some dropout living in some sort of shit part of LA or New York or something like that. Um, I can't, I can't 
quite tell. And, you know, like he was a petty, petty crime. And whenever him and his brother would steal stuff, his brother would go, more money, more money, more money, you know, something stupid like that. Uh, and I, th- I guess the idea of the film was he was trying to you know, change his ways and he met some hot-looking African chick who had blue eyes, so I guess she was a half-cast. Um, and uh, that was the beginning of it, and I was like, I can't take any more of this film. <laughs> really bad. And, like, I was saying, because my stepbrothers are idiots, and they were watching it. Um, I mean, you know, one was 18, one was 14. And uh, it was like, yeah, we got it for, like, a pound at the store. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's probably worth it. Uh, and in in the show, like, My Own Kids, like, like, the last time they referenced it, um, like, the friends of you know, Damon Wayne's son were like, man, that's like an old reference now. And I was like, wow, the joke is that his film, that film was like, you know, 15 years old then. Now it's 20 years old. So, uh, it's, yeah. and it's so 90s with the music and the, and the story and the back. brown courtroom. All right, uh, let's get back to PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> video game podcast. Um, have you been playing many video games, Rob? Uh, I've played one. Um, I'll briefly mention the name, but we're not going to talk about it because we talked about this game far too much on the podcast. Oh, I yes. finished Assassin's Creed Revelations yesterday, but that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Um, um, otherwise, I, I mean, I want to move on to Deadly Premonition because that game is supposed to be something. Yeah, uh, something. I yeah. don't remember the ending of Revelations. Uh, Desmond says, I know what to do, and then like, there's a bright light and you see um, like symbols and stuff. And his yeah. arm is glowy. Oh yeah, that's why I don't remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that was... Anyway, so Shit. I've been playing actually a lot of video games. Many video yeah. games. Uh, like I said, I started off Max Payne. Didn't finish it. I moved on to... Uh, not because I didn't like it. I think that game is totally rad. It's just I didn't really have time. Um, I haven't put any more time into Starhawk. I have, however, been playing a shitload of Vita. Um, just, just a stupid amount of Vita. <laughs> uh, I... Okay, let me just let me just open up the list here because I was in a gaming slump, as maybe some listeners know, for kind of a while. Actually, I uh, wasn't playing. I mean, did I say gamers, or listeners? Whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Some of some of our listeners may know that I I've been in a gaming slump for a while. I wasn't playing many games, uh, but then something happened. Something gorgeous happened. I bought a Vita and just pff, sold back in. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened. It just I just pff, just straight heroin needle to my arm i couldn't stop playing. <laughs> um i have got already let me just make sure i'm counting right uh one two three i already have five vita platinums <laughs> i knew the trophy talk was gonna piss rob we, off we, we, Anna, we we need you and tim we need to have an intervention about your achievement whoring and you know you know it's damaging to us your friends you know so. <laughs> it's damaging to us your friends we care about you um so let me just go through my list here as of today i have 100 percent in welcome park all right sure yeah <laughs> that, that i'm not counting as platinum but uh listen man there was one game where that got really hard um it's just the game where you have to kind of uh, reorganize a picture you take a picture of something you organize it. Yeah, that was close to impossible. Motorstorm RC, Platinum. Cool. Gravity Rush, Platinum. Sure. Uncharted Golden Abyss, Platinum. Cool. I have 100% in Tales from Space, Mutant Blobs Attack, and that game is awesome, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I actually want to talk about that after. Uh, platinum in Resistance Burning Skies, which, you know, sure. that only took one playthrough. It wasn't hard. <laughs> I don't like that game that much. I spoke about that before. Platinum uh-huh. in Sound Shapes. Yeah, sound shapes that just came out, and also I have the since it, the cloud sinks that that was worth two platinums. Uh, listeners, if you're unaware, 
You buy Sound Shapes on either PS3 or Vita. You get it on both, cross-buy. Um, and if you get, there's a cloud sync feature in the game, which your save file is always uploaded into thin air. And say you plat, you plat the game on Vita. Uh, you come home, boot it on your PS3, uh, sync your cloud save. All those trophies will pop again on your PS3. So it's ultimate trophy whoredom. Uh, and also I've been playing... Well, I pretty much mentioned all the games I've played on Vita. And can also, I just say that I, I, I championed like Sound Shapes for a whole year before it came out, and I'm glad that people are liking it now it's actually out. You are saying that you, you're basically going all hipster on it, saying that... Yeah, I, I like Sound Shapes before it. Uh, you're, just, before, you're basically saying first. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take credit now for Sound Shapes and saying that yeah, sure. uh, Queasy Games is uh, in Toronto, and they're fellow Canadians, yep. so take that. Yeah, I, I talked about it on, on the interview that's actually up on your on PSU.com, which uh, went up uh, in the Vita Week at the end of last year. Uh, and we talked about smoked meat sandwiches in uh, Toronto. Oh, yeah. In the interview? Is, is that in the yeah, interview? I, I mentioned it, but I didn't think it was that funny. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, let's start from... Uh, geez, I really don't know what the last game I spoke about on the podcast is. You know what the good thing is, though? I can actually check out when I've earned these trophies. Okay, yeah, so I actually started... So in a month's time, in one month's time, I have got five, I've got five Platinums. In one month's time. Uh, on my Vita. I've been gaming on my Vita a lot. Uh, Motorstorm RC. I'll just yep. go quickly. Uh, really cool game. It's not like Motorstorm at all. You might hate it. You might actually like it. Um, so... Or... Um... Uh, Ivan, uh, Iron Man off-road. Sorry. Yes, that kind of, yes, micro-machines type thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty decent. It has uh, that auto-log thing built in, so your friend's times are always... Well, it's not burnout, mind you, but it has that kind of inspiration. Uh, mm-hmm. Your friend's times are always put in your face, which is nice. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, more than I actually... Check this out. This is the, actually the only MotorStorm game I have actually finished. Oh, um, right. okay. So... Not that regular... Wasn't it crazy that they're turning off the servers for, like, Pacific Rift or Motorstorm 2? Yeah. Dude, that game's not even that old. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, I'm not saying it's bad. I just... I'm, I can't speak much to it. Not, I never actually owned a Motorstorm game. Oh. Other than RC. And that was free on the Vita. Um, Gravity Rush. Uh, Gravity Rush was really good. Um... I love the the gravity mechanic, the whole you're flying everywhere. There were some times where I would just fly through the uh, the world doing nothing, fly through cities doing nothing, and just that kind of like Spider Man too. You remember that whole you're just flying around, swinging around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I would do that at times just because it was a lot of fun. I uh, completed all the challenges, finished the game. Story makes no sense for anybody that's actually played it. Jesus, the story is all over the place. It's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> Project lead was the guy, can't remember his name because I'm terrible like that, but he actually uh, created the first Silent Hill game. So it has those influences of, you know, you know just completely balls to the wall insane. Um, so whatever, good game. I enjoyed Gravity Rush. I hope we see a sequel of it. In fact, I hope we see Cat in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, which we could get to after. Um, because I've also been playing that. Uh, Uncharted, yeah, Jesus, you guys know all about Uncharted Vita. Uh, Tales from Space, Mutant Blobs Attack. Okay, so, uh, que- uh, Drinkbox, Drinkbox Studios. Remember that name, people. Drinkbox Studios, they made Tales from Space uh, About a Blob. And then this is a sequel, oh, yeah. Tales from Space, Mutant Blobs Attack. Uh, about a Blob was on PSN. It's $8 yes. now. It's co-op. Um, Mutant Blobs Attack is not multiplayer, but it's on the Vita. It's very fun. Uh, it's super fun. Uh, and I, all I have to say is this. 
those guys completely sold me. Uh, the ending of the game was so extreme. I was actually laughing and like trying to point it out to my friends and just be like, look at this, look what's happening right now. Uh, I never did that in a video game. I don't want to ruin it. Um, <laughs> it's only, the game's only about maybe, you know, what you could be probably beat it in like three hours, uh, four hours. If you really go through it, the ending is just so awesome. Um, all I'll say is this, is that you go through the game just eat, constantly eating things and you get bigger and bigger and bigger. And the ending of the game is a proper ending. Um, that's all I'll say about that. Mutant Blobs Attack, Drinkbox Studios. Their next game is Guacamelee, if you've been following Guacamelee. Oh, Guacamelee, yes. Yeah, totally looks totally rad, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, really into Guacamelee. Can't wait for that. It's going to be co-op, side-scrolling, platforming action kind of thing, but it's also combat. It's like basically one of those old-school games. Co-op. And you play as a luchador, and your partner plays as a luchador woman. There's just a lot of references to other video games, like Metroid. <laughs> um, Resistance Burning Skies, talked about that in the first part. Did not like that story, but totally uh, proof of concept that shooters work fantastically on the Vita. Sound Shapes. Dude. Okay. Sound Shapes is really, 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 really good. It is really, really good, yeah. Oh, man. Um, the level creator is super cool. Uh, once you beat the game, you get... You unlock two extra modes. You get... Uh, beat school which teaches you actually how to use uh the beats so uh what ends up happening is that you listen to a beat being played out and then you have to actually recreate it in the in the editor and it doesn't end until you you successfully recreate it which is really cool nice. uh it's a really good way of teaching you the the tools while still having it be fun uh i think i, I don't know how but i think that's uh a good approach to easing someone into user-generated content. Like, LBP, you're kind of scared to jump in there and create a level, but in Sound Shapes, it's a whole fucking mode. Um, <laughs> he teaches you how to make music while having fun. So Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I tried that like a year ago when I was in prototype stage, and that was really awesome because obviously the music was based around stuff from the levels and what have you. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you also get Death Mode. Uh, which is how you get the trophies. Well, death mode and beat school are how you get the trophies. But death mode is you finish the game and then uh, every single level ends up being just a timed... Like, you have to get a certain amount of notes and you have a certain amount of time. And it's ridiculously hard. It's just crazy hard, but so much fun if you're into that type of challenge stuff. Um, A friend of mine who also played Sound Shapes really enjoyed it. Tried one level of death mode, put it down, said I'm never playing this again. (laughs) I pushed through it because... You know, OCD and stuff like that. But um, really a lot of fun. I have a bone to pick, though, with Vita and a specific game that, if you remember, Rob, I said this in the first part, but what was my most anticipated Vita game for launch? Uh, Wipeout? No, you're close, though. The, uh, close to one. Um, oh, yeah, you, you already hyped for um, uh, the, 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 the Vita version of uh, Mod Nation Racing. You got it. And get poop. God, God, <laughs> I'm so upset. I, it's just—it's not that it's a particularly bad game. It's just the problem is—is is that it's worse than the PS3 version that I played a couple of years ago. You know, like yeah, it's worse than that. It, it, frame rate chugs. It's just the the creation tools are all the same, literally all the same. So you unlock stuff that I mean, I'm unlocking, and I got I played Mod Nation Races on PS3 a lot. If if you're unaware, but um, and you, you, I'm just unlocking those same parts again, those same pieces for each cart, those same pieces for each mod. And here's the the worst part of the game is that the loading times are so extreme. And also, okay, they did patch it, which fixed it a little bit, but it's still kind of ridiculous. I can't even imagine what it was before. But the worst, worst, worst part, Rob, is no multiplayer. 
How inexcusable is that? That's just, I feel so alone playing Mod Nation Racers, which goes against everything that that game is about. I feel so alone playing that game. Yeah. Oh, but wait, you can race against your friends as ghosts. No. Yeah. Wait, doesn't Mario Kart uh, on the, the DS or 3DS, whatever, have multiplayer? DS, we. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Vita. GameCube, you could fall into doing it online. <laughs> right. uh, We're talking about Vita here, like. Geez. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, Mod Nation Racer is still a fun game. Don't buy it. Don't do not support this bullshit. This should not. Like, I get it. It was a launch title, but uh, I was hurt. I was hurt badly, people. Um, I bought it, and I'm playing the career, and I feel so stupid playing, because that's all there is to do, really. What are you going to do? Play against your friends? No. You're going to play a single player, and it's just so lame. I'm just, picture playing Mario Kart just always in the campaign mode, except the levels are not actually that good. The levels are worse than they were in the <laughs> version. It's just so, like, oh, man. They, really, Sony went to uh, to um, United Front Games, yeah, United Front Games, and they said, well, I'm assuming UFG uh, is, are the ones who developed it. I think so. And they said, put Mod Nation on the Vita. You remember what they did with the PSP version? It was kind of that. Mm-hmm. This is better than the PS3, PSP version, but worse than the PS3 version. Um, in contrast, though, like uh, we were talking about before, Kyle brought up uh, Little Big Planet Vita looks really good. Yeah. Uh, Touchscreen. They tried it at Gamescom, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, touchscreen stuff looks uh, really awesome. Um,. Other than that, I mean, other than that whole list of games, uh, seriously, I'm uh, really, really, really behind Drinkbox and everything they're doing. Uh, Toronto-based developers also, um, along with Jonathan Mack, who made Sound Shapes. And uh, yep. if I'm not mistaken, dude, I think I think Sean McGrath, the, the creator of Dyad, is also from Ontario. Yeah, he is. He is. Okay. So... Yeah, I should probably write a feature about that. What's going on with Canadian indie devs? Uh, yeah, and then also Canadian devs in general, because you've got Assassin's Creed 3, one of the biggest games of the, of the year coming out from Which game? Canada. Assassin's Creed 3, Canadian. Oh, right, yeah, Montreal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think it's only Montreal. Like, honestly, those Assassin's Creed games are, what, they're made by, like, five studios now? Yeah, right, uh, the credit for Revelations went on for about 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, dude, tell me about it. Holy crap. <laughs> um, But, like... Yeah, I don't know. There's just been a weird, cra- crazy growth spurt. And, I mean, C- Canada's always been developing games, but within the past few years, you know, Montreal became a hub for video games uh, with Warner Brothers coming here, Eidos Montreal, there, there was Ubisoft, EA Montreal uh, kind of um, swallowed up all their EA smaller dev studios. Like, Dead Space 3 is now being made in Montreal, for, for fuck's sake. Like, Visceral is now in Montreal as well, and just so many games are being made in Montreal. I don't know how that happened. Uh, I, honestly, like it is the tax uh, the tax breaks that Canadians get for video game development, but still. I mean, even the indie devs, um, you know, out of nowhere, just Sound Shapes, uh, Dyad, uh, these Drinkbox guys are awesome. Their next game is um, Retro City Rampage, I believe. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That game looks Which pretty been, good. That's been around for a long, long time. When really? Stuff. Well, not actually kind of like out or what have you but um um like you know there's a demo for it in Ms. Explosion Man which came out you know over a year ago when it's been you know referenced and stuff for a couple of years so it'll be a long time coming that game but looking forward to it actually does come out cool man um so yeah I might be wrong about uh I might be wrong about uh Retro City Rampage might not be them I but I know they're making Guacamole I know that yeah I'm not wrong about that 
<sighs> so, Rob, what do you think about Canadian video game developers? Uh, I think that they need to eat more smoked meat and get on faster making more video games so I can enjoy them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. They, they could eat smoked meat sandwiches in my stead because I want to eat smoked meat sandwiches. My God. I could sure go for a smoked meat sandwich right now. So you haven't been playing many video games? No, no, no. no, no. What happened there? Well, I, what I did get was... I, mean, I had a holiday this week, so I've been off work. Um, That's good. Because I haven't had a vacation uh, in any form like, for about two years now. Jeez. Um, since I um, got another job like just over two years ago. You know, I've had a, you know, uh, I had a few days off um, last year up from my old job, but I ended up just going to... Um, doing like freelance stuff the whole time for PSU and then like I've had you know a few days here and there at Christmas but uh no this is like the first time I've had more than a week off in heaps it's great uh, does it feel awesome it does because I didn't I, I, try, I wanted to do nothing but then yeah. my dad came down and wanted me to do something with him and so I ended up like wasting like two days doing stuff with him like two and a half days mm. and uh I was like no 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 isn't but it then, just like awesome you wake up you wake up in the morning and you're just like, I have nothing to do today. And you're just lying in bed and you're like, yes. And it's great because uh, like before I got my time off, I, I managed to make my room pretty much blacked out. So literally, like when you know, if there's no lights on in my in my house in my flat uh, and all the doors are closed and stuff, then it, you know, there's nothing. There's, there's no light. Um, so I, I've woken up at midday while I'm on holiday, mm. and it seems like it's you know kind of maybe very early in the morning because like you know it's quite bright here, mm. so I get like tiny peak of light from you know the blackout blinds, but like it looks like it's, it feels like it's you know it's only like four o'clock in the morning sort of thing, and uh, you know, I haven't slept better my entire life too. It's great. Hey Rob, it's great. yeah, uh, I just got this idea. This is totally unrelated, uh, and we're actually discussing plans on uh, derail just because you know we like to include you guys. Uh, Rob, we should. Freaking make a vid- uh, movies podcast. A movies? Oh, yeah, yeah, a movies podcast. Why the hell not? I've watched loads of films and movies over the past week, though. Do, 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 you, want to, do you want a quick list of stuff I've watched? Yeah, no, dude, so, totally, man. Uh, I watched Iron Sky, which is awesome. The uh, Iron Sky uh, is a film made by Australians and Germans. It's about zombies, zombies, Nazis um, from the dark side of the moon. Like, you know, uh, they went there during the Third Reich. and um, Oh, man. They didn't quite realize that Hitler had fallen, uh, and you know, the idea is that they're supposed to come back to Earth and take it over as the Nazis, and all got spaceships and stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh my and god! And like, at the end, it, like the right, the right, the last five minutes gets a bit preachy, but otherwise, like it's a really hilarious thing. Uh, I mean, you know, Gundam did it in 1979, so you know it's not the, not the newest, thing, but it's, it's a great idea. Um, I watched uh, the second Sherlock Holmes film by Guy Ritchie. I actually like those films. I did not uh, watch the second one. Better than the first one. Uh, a bit. I I don't mind those films. I think you know, they're, they're a decent adaptation of um, the Sherlock Holmes books. Um, <clears throat> I mean, like, it's very different from the BBC Sherlock, which is, I guess, better anyway. Um, but I, I've got a soft spot for them. You know, uh, I, the, the action bit is stuff that happens in Sherlock in the actual books and stuff, so it's not too bad, but, uh, you know, it's good. I like it. Um, uh, what was Cowboys his... and Aliens. Sorry, go on. Well, who is his nemesis? Mr. M? or uh, Professor Moriarty. Professor Moriarty. Mr. M. Yeah. Why did I say that? Uh uh, well, I guess yeah. yeah. Is and uh, so, is he cool? Uh, Moriarty. Uh, who plays him? Um, spoiler. Some dude. Some dude. I, I think the the character was a bit cooler from the past film, the last film, uh, Lord Black, whatever his name was. Okay. Um, but uh, nah, it was still good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, kind of referenced um, uh, the Reichenbach fall, which is um, uh, from the last 
the, the final solution, sorry, final solution? No, I think it was the final solution. The, the, the last solution, something like that, which is when Sherlock Holmes kills Moriarty and almost himself. Um, I saw, oh, Cowboys and Aliens, which is uh, not good. James Bond is in it. Uh, yeah, Daniel Craig is in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Olivia Wilde looking hot and uh, almost like any skin naked from the rear <laughs> at some point. It's kind of cool. Uh, and Harrison Ford phoning it in because who the hell cares anymore? He can just be Harrison Ford and just like <laughs> barely do any fucking work and get paid. It's great. Does uh, he do like the half, like the Indiana Jones smile, like the half, you know, crooked, you know, just one uh, side of his mouth goes up? I don't think he does actually. Okay. Um, then I watched John Carter from Mars, of Mars, sorry, um, which I thought was really cool actually. Um, I don't know, it wasn't really cool, it was quite cool. Um, like it felt, it felt kind of like how. Uh, like like a better representation of uh, kind of early 1900s pulp sci-fi. Okay. Like it, it achieved it better than I guess like how episode one was supposed to, or episode two, Star Wars tried to make it. You know, mm. I felt it kind of did that bit better. Uh, you know, I, I, it wasn't the best film ever. Um, and uh, it turns like you know Edgar Rice Burroughs is the writer of the stories in the film, but apparently he actually wrote himself into the original story, which is kind of weird. Um, okay. The fucking arrogant arsehole. Um, or the Expendables. Oh, uh, the first one. Oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, I still didn't like that one, but still. <laughs> Are you into uh, it? Sorry. Uh, well, I'll probably watch the second one when it comes out on DVD. But uh, you know, it was fun, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's amusing to see all those characters thrown together. Um, Sylvester Stallone though looked really weird. He got Botox though. Um, no. <laughs> he did not he get did. Botox. Dude, have you like if you watch Rambo and then you watch Expendables, like um, he got Botox. It's crazy. No. Yeah, it's terrible. My God. I was just talking about this today. Um, so I, I ordered my DVDs and my games and stuff. Well, sorry, most of my games. Uh, and the problems I get normally is um, uh, kind of serious collections. Uh, for example, uh, the main one I always have is... Um, uh, sorry, I do stuff in alphabetical order, of course. And I kind of do it by system. So when I get to my uh, GameCube games, I uh, have the superior version of Twilight Princess on GameCube. Uh, and also have Wind Waker. So... Um, uh, if I do alphabetical, it's I, lo- I love I love how you you nudged that in there the superior version. Superior <laughs> you just, version. You just had to. You just I had to. Had it's not to. it's not mirrored. Um, you can actually fish. Uh, but no, I mean I I got it. I didn't have a Wii at the time, so I got it on GameCube. But anyway, um, so when I'm ordering out my GameCube games, uh, I actually have way more than I thought I had. Although I had a I've had a PS2 for about half the time. I had a GameCube and I had the same amount of games. So that kind of tells you something, doesn't it? Um, so you know when you get two Legend of Zelda, you get uh, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Now, I put it in order of release, but you know, there's part of me like, shouldn't I put it in alphabetical order? You know, Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. I mean, they're not directly related, and you know, wow. all that Zelda timeline stuff is complete bullshit. I don't care about that. So, but what, what would you do in this situation, Don? Okay, I just want to add that yes, the Zelda timeline stuff is total bullshit. Um, yep. It's just so ridiculous. There probably there probably are two or three games that are kind of related, like. Uh... Oh, I mean, they definitely are, but Jura's Mask is a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time. And okay, yeah, exactly. But uh, what would I do, man? Um, do it. Well, fu- you get, do it order of release. You got no other choice, yeah. right? Like, I mean, no. alphabetical would just be silly. Alphabetical would be silly. It w- wouldn't make sense, yeah. But here's the real question. If you're ordering your DVDs, and this is kind of like, a, 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 I guess, a famous quandary, and you have First Blood, Rambo, oh my God. Blood, part two, Rambo three, and then <laughs> Rambo. Rambo. Do you do you file these under R for Rambo, 
in, in your collection, or so do you start funny. with First Blood and then have them, uh, you know, order release? It's so funny because I have all those movies on Blu-ray, and I had the exact same problem on my shelf, <laughs> and it's the, the exact same thing. They're all together, and it's just like forget about the order. Just fucking yeah, I know it's ridiculous. I know, but uh, I love how the last movie is just called Rambo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so great. Okay, so this is officially turned into our movies podcast. Um, yeah. uh, so uh, Superman versus the Elite. Hmm. Is this animated? Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, it's based on uh, a comic, a fairly famous comic apparently, um, called um, "What's So Funny About Just the American Way." Uh, it was uh, a Superman story, I think, in Action Comics, um, which was sort of a reaction to all of the kind of anti-heroes that were kind of popular in the early nineties. And uh, it's kind of cool. It's got like a cool fucked up. Um, anti-heroes that Superman has to fight and uh, kind of goes a bit badass against them. Uh, yeah, um, okay. I'm trying to think of anything else I've watched, but no, I think that's about it. All right, cool. Well, uh, we're going to wrap up here. We officially nope. don't have much to talk about since we're talking about <laughs> movies. Uh, let's just finish up with emails. First off, I have to give a very warm thank you to Dylan Delphin. He is a podcast fan, right? I have this guy on my P- my PlayStation Network list. Uh, cool. He's awesome. He He plays a lot of video games. He's cool. And he did something really cool for us. He created uh, brand new art that you guys are going to see uh, on the thumbnail and on our Flash console. He kind of went out of his way to just one day, you know, he sent us an email and he's like, hey, dude, uh, yeah, your your uh, your art sucks. And I'm like, yep, you're right. Our art does <laughs> suck. And he's like, so I took the liberty of, you know, making you guys uh, a new logo and a thumbnail. And he even went as far as to freaking making the banner for our Flash console. So it's just super cool. Um, really cool. You thanks, thanks a lot, Dylan. Um, do you do you tag the image into the MP3 file? Yes. Awesome. Cool. And now, yes, Dylan, if you're re- listening to this on Windows Media Player or on your phone, you will have noticed by now that yes, the uh, the art is your own. So thank you very much, and everybody applaud, Dylan. Uh, it's really cool because it's got the uh, it says PSU.com presents, and it says PlayStation derailed in the PS3 font, and then the words a PlayStation is straight. But D and oh, Rail. PlayStation font, font. Do you mean Spider-Man font? Yes, the Spider-Man font. Sorry. Okay. Uh, it says PlayStation derailed, but then D and Railed are kind of crooked, you know. So it's like derailed. Yes, yes. Get it? Yeah. Get it? Yeah, I like it. I like you, it. It's good. You, you got it. It's good. Thanks a lot, Dylan. You freaking rock. Uh, yep. Everybody, make sure to uh, send us more art so that Dylan's coming. No, I'm just joking. Sorry, and you follow Dylan. him on Twitter at all? Does he have Twitter? Ah, uh, you know, I was just thinking about that. I think he does. He's blind mango on our on our forums he's blind mango on our website so ah sorry dylan i don't i don't really know what your twitter handle is but um i think he's also blind mango on psn not sure if there are any underscores or numbers to that but i don't think he'd mind if you add him but if he did i totally fucked you so sorry dylan now <laughs> he's gonna be adding you uh thanks a lot uh we've got mail from Fonz, of course uh yep. the one and only mm-hmm. uh Fonz asks uh and we'll, we'll do this all right he asks a few questions you ready rob yep. sure go, go all right which game studio do y'all think is number one in the game industry today? Give one reason why you think they are number one. So one reason and Ooh. the number one. Um, this is a hard question. This is I don't know. I mean, are, are we going like financially? Because I guess that would be a question or something. Like nah, that that's how it is. Like um, can I say Valve? Is Valve? Yeah, like that's totally. Ex- yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, Valve, um, you know, they, they release top quality games. Um, they help out indie developers on PC, no end through Steam, just by releasing it, and now through uh, the, their Greenlight project. Um, 
Steam itself is a triumph of PC gaming, and the fact they're trying to bring this kind of connectivity to that, and PlayStation 3 is fantastic with Portal 2, what have you. The fact that they have that kind of interactive interoperability between co-op in Portal 2, between PC and PS3, is absolutely amazing. Um, would be better if they developed things a little bit quicker. Um, I'm still waiting for a fucking television mode for Steam, even though they announced it like a year and a half ago. Um, it shouldn't be that hard. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess that's more than one reason. But yeah, I, I think they're one of the yeah. best developers in the world today. This so. is, yeah, I mean, Rob is totally, everything he said is completely, completely true. Um, yep. I'm not going to pick Valve. Uh, Valve is a total sure. awesome selection. But the thing is, this is such a hard question. I mean, like, yeah. if you have to pick one studio, that's insane. But I mean, if I had yeah. to, I, I, I guess I'm, you know, I'm selling out. But I'm, I'm going to say Naughty Dog. No, you know what? Sure. Yeah, Naughty Dog's a good pick, but you know, like what I can't Naughty Dog or Rockstar. I don't know. They they both both of those studios to me, uh, every single time they create a game, uh, they just wow people with yeah. in different ways. Now you know Naughty Dog's all about the they they, they Rockstar released a fucking ping pong game. Yeah, tested out the GTA Four engine. <laughs> yeah, and it was one of the best fucking pinball, <laughs> uh, ping pong games ever made. Yes, uh, yes. So, you know, uh, I'd say Naughty Dog is the reason why is that just every single time they, uh, you know, whether or not you liked Uncharted 2 more than Uncharted 3, that this debate, there's debate in that. But every single time, it's hard to deny that they up the bar for yeah. graphics, yeah. sound, storytelling, um, just voice acting, acting in general. And, you know, like how stoked are people for The, the Last of Us? You know, that's. If you think of every console generation, one of their games sort of typifies the kind of era they were on. You know, Crash Bandicoot sure. really typifies early PlayStation, kind of the way the games were back then. Jack and Daxter really typifies the way they're kind of the evolution of... Um, Don't you, know, you mean Jack X Racing? I also mean um, Jack I'm kidding. Sure. <laughs> uh, Jack, and, you know, Jack, and Daxter, Jack and Daxter 2, like, you know, uh, helped typify kind of the way platformers and uh, adventure games kind of went in the PS2 era. And, you know, Uncharted and Last of Us, you know, the kind of games that are kind of yeah. typifying the really cinematic action games of, you know, this generation. You know, I'm really interested. I mean, that's one of the cool things about when to see the next generation because I can't wait to see what they want to do for the next generation and what the fuck they're. You know, but yeah. then look at Rockstar. Every, the, the yeah. reason I think they're number one is because every single game they release, now granted, there are multiple studios uh, under the Rockstar hood, but it's one, you know, it's one family. Um, Every single game. I don't know if I should count Red Dead. Uh, not sorry, not Red Dead. Uh, Alien War is Team Bondi, but still, uh, you know, still under the. Everything world. they do push the boat in a way that hasn't been done. And before, just yeah. like when you play a Rockstar game, you're like, there, there are so many things in the game that just aren't in other games. That just like it's just so. They're they're not afraid of doing anything. They're they're not afraid of anything. They're, they break all the rules, and that's what I love about them. For fuck's sake. Uh, I mean, it's like they 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 have a, the right amount of uh, you know they don't sacrifice anything for anything else. Like they have the right amount of comedy, the right amount of yeah. seriousness. They have the right they, they don't they don't balance uh, gameplay for any kind of notion of realism or kind of uh, vision or anything like that. You know, yeah. everything is so tight and perfect. Sort of, you know, but they can be buggy as shit. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, buggy as shit. Like Jesus Christ, come on, like. Uh, what if Beanox tried making uh, Red Dead Redemption for fuck's sake? <laughs> you know, like. Hey, Obsidian making GTA Five. Uh, no, what? What? Uh, what? What? Obsidian, who make you know Fallout New Vegas. Oh uh, Jesus! Okay, yeah, Sorry. Sorry. Oh, uh, that'd just be true. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> your PlayStation catches on fire. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, and the amount of love and detail that goes into it, like, um, yeah, all the radio stations and the TV stuff on GTA. Oh, just the TV! Oh, Holy crap! Yeah. Just okay. 
I don't know what. Question number two. Um, wait, if you guys shoes, I don't know. Okay, this is this is a hilarious question. Translating from fonts to English. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, "Well, he won one of our contests." Uh, yeah, good luck again. I swear this was not fixed. Um, yeah. This is not actually the first time he wins a contest. That's actually the funny part. He, he's actually won a contest in the past. You know why? That's because he participates in all of them. And, yeah. Uh, He's super excited, and he kind of just puts his all into it, and that makes him win. So, you guys, uh, take, a, take a page out of his book. Start entering our contest more often. You might win. So, he actually won our PS3 showdown. Um, mm-hmm. He says, again, thanks, guys, for choosing me as a winner. Now, if you guys were in my shoes uh, and were was the winner, uh, what PS3 game would you choose? So, he's basically asking us at PSU, uh, what game we'd love to we'd like to receive from PSU for free? Uh, is there any particular just a game PS3 game that is super rare and worth a lot of money so they can <laughs> yes. get it on and make two hundred dollars? Yeah, and there are people that ask for those games on our Facebook giveaway. Um, there was uh, that Yakuza game, the feudal one that's only in Japan. Oh, uh, oh, uh, Yakuza Kenzan, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's game crazy. is crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Um, one person asked for. Uh, uh, he's actually on our. He's actually a member of our site, Penguin Prince. He asked for. Um, damn, and it's not too rare, but I can't. Atelier Monroe or something. Atelier, yeah, yeah, Atelier Monroe. Two, something, something crazy long name. Holy crap! Yeah, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, the Atelier games are actually generally quite good, but they don't release many copies of them, unfortunately. Yeah. There were some other crazy rare ones, but. Can I have a copy of Little Planet with the Muslim lyrics? Oh shit! I've actually got one of those. Yeah, I do. I have one of those because I got Little Big Planet. First, I was supposed to get it two days early because I went to Game Buzz, which is a. It's not. It's not GameStop or EB Games. It's its own. It's a chain in. Ah, maybe all through all throughout Canada, but I know there's a few in Montreal. It's called Game Buzz. They sell uh, video games used and new and a bunch of uh, accessories and, you know, uh, shirts and hats and, and action figures and statues. So they're cool. They're a cool place, but they charge a lot for the stuff. Uh, yeah. However, uh, a few years ago, they, they've toned down on it now, but a few years ago, they were known on just completely breaking street dates all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Don't, 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 don't you have a store like that in, in the UK? Isn't it game? <coughs> um, game doesn't sometimes... Uh... You're more likely to get like a Tesco or a Toys R Us, something like at a chain store here. Sorry, like a big mainstream store. Um, there was a local game shop near where I used to live that unfortunately shut down a few months ago. That you know, I, I bought Little Planet too, like three days before launch day, just because I was in there at the right time and knew me. So yeah. Yeah, this uh, is actually back when I used to be a tester. Uh, yeah. I just go to I go to Game Buzz and I was just speaking to the to the the, the clerk and I, he just starts talking about Little Big Planet and how they have it and I, and I was kind of you know, buddy, buddy with him. And I'm just like, dude, 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 I, I will buy this. I'll buy this. I'll buy it off you. And he's like, sure. You know, he just did it. And I was super stoked. I go back, um, I go back to the office and I'm showing everybody. I'm like, yo, I got a little big planet. And then everybody <laughs> kind of rushes, uh, to, to that store. And, uh, lo and behold, um, I might have the story crossed, but from what I understand, that guy got fired. Sure. No. Yeah, I know that's terrible. But anyways, thanks for the copy of Little Big Planet because a few days after that, when the game was actually supposed to uh, launch, they all got recalled and the game was delayed by about a week. So I had Little Big Planet quite early. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got one of those copies for you, Rob. And if I had to choose a game, eh, I think I'd choose Lollipop Chainsaw because I can't find that discounted anywhere and I'd like to try it. Um, I mean, real talk, I'd probably... 
because uh, you said like, future games as well, like you'd pre-order yeah. for us. True. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably just get the Assassin's Creed 3 just so I got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just um, guaranteed that I knew I'd get it on launch or something like that. Yeah, so. if I had to uh, pre-order something, uh, I it would be Battle Royale. Cross by, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, that's really cool, by the way. We didn't talk about that. What do you think about that? Uh, the cross by. Uh, I, I I really tried to win the fucking beta code off the off the competition you had. Mm. Uh, and I, I nearly had it, but I forgot that fake crash was a character and you can unlock and crash team racing. Um, you just reminded me that yeah. that's something else I've been playing. I'm actually in that beta for PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. That's fucking uh, and I've been Those codes are fucking gold dust. I mean, I, I went to a party last week and I was trying to get a code for that because um, I was like, oh, we'll play Smash Bros. I'm like, aha, I'll get an alternative Smash Bros. <laughs> Here's the problem with uh, the beta, Rob, is that uh, yep. there's no local multiplayer. It's just uh, you play oh, against other people. That would have been Yeah, really that would have been awesome. <laughs> you show up, you're like, fuck your GameCube. You just throw it off the shelf, plug it, install, <laughs> download, install. Then you're like, all right, let's do this. Seriously. Patch. This uh, is how, yeah, Patch, you're not even kidding. History update. Yeah. yeah. This, this is the problem with, it's just a beta, right? And this is yeah. not at all for people to get a feel of the game because the build I played at E3 was leaps and bounds uh, ahead of this one. This is really just for uh, server like infrastructure and f- making sure basically uh, the server loads are, you know, to what, what, they, what they'd expect so they don't have a Diablo 3 on their hands. Um, Rob? Yep, hello. I thought you died. Uh, so... It's really bare bones. It's it goes cross media bar. You highlight it, and all that shows up in in like those you know like those early PS3 games would have a box. Like it wouldn't be the full screen that would kind of change to an image. It would be just like a little box to the bottom right. Anyway, um, that box just has like I guess what they need to in terms of like licensing or whatever. So it just has a Dolby uh, digital logo, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so you boot it. And it goes straight into EULA. From EULA, main menu. You press start on main menu, then character yep. select. That's all you can do. Then you press start, Whoa. character select, and it just you go into a match. You cannot... They, they're not giving anything else. Uh, there's only six characters. It was the, the initial six. So Kratos, Fat Princess, Radix, Sly, um, Sweet Tooth. Uh, am I missing something? No, no. The original six. Kratos? Parappa? Oh, yeah. Parappa. Good job. Yeah. Uh, he's awesome, by the way. So it's uh, really buggy. Uh, I actually <laughs> crashed two or three times. Um, but is it like is it crashed to um, XMB? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. <clears throat> okay. It, it hard locked on me to the point where the PS button wasn't even working. Uh, okay. But it gets worse because sometimes when the PS button doesn't work and then you go press power, it's it, it beeps and it still doesn't turn off. Yep. 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 Yeah, but I I pressed the power button and it, and it just turned off. I was like, okay, it's it's a bad crash. It's not that bad. <laughs> I've seen worse. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I since I like I said, uh, I used to work in text, testing. And what you said when it when it quits to the XMB, when it just e- like executes the <laughs> file, and j- that's the worst. Like that, yep. when that goes through certification, if Sony finds that, there's just no no excuses. It yeah. just goes back. Uh, <coughs> Fez, the um, indie game on 360, did that a lot, and uh, oh, yeah, that's just, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, and the best thing was there's there's a fake there's a fake um, reset in the game. Uh, and there are bugs where in, during the fake reset, your console will crash. So, oh, yeah, which is fucking hilarious. Anyway, yes, yes. Can I ask you a question? Why yes, uh, Why isn't Fez on PlayStation? Uh, because it wasn't a Microsoft Game Studios game um, and has been for like five years. Um, but that you know, those licenses kind of um, let up after like six months or a year or something yeah. like that. So uh, I've come to Steam. Uh, like as soon as it's up, and then I'll come to PSN a few months later. I, think. I guess, I guess. Um. So yeah, Battle Royale. So yeah, but yes, go on. Very broken. Um, I was I, I like playing a Sly Cooper who doesn't have a block by the way. He just goes invisible, which is kind of useful sometimes. But 
Um, yeah, I don't know why I always punish myself with these retarded characters. But so Sly, uh, Sly's really cool. He's really quick. Here's the thing is that here's how you know it's broken. I was on a platform with Radic. And yep. Radic, one of his moves is he just shoots his rifle and it's like three bullets, like old yep. Mega Man style or whatever. Three yellow bullets that just go straight. And uh, he had me an infinite loop. And that was fun. Uh, I was just, I was Sly and since Sly has no block, there's nothing you could do about it. So, so I was, was just... A, so it was a stun lock, basically. Yeah, just tack, 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 tack. And, and, and his um, super meter was just building up, building up, building yeah. up, building up. So it was just like, okay, hey. this is clearly broken. Yeah. That's um, Anyway, ship <laughs> yeah. uh, new characters unveiled, by the way, at Gamescom. Uh, well, I guess they're previously leaked, which is unfortunate for Superbot. I actually feel bad for them. But uh, Dante, Spike from Ape Escape, yep. uh, Sackboy, and Ratchet and Clank. So, yep. uh, Wasn't it like new Dante as well? Yes. Awesome. Which I am all for. Yeah, sure. You know, Because uh, we, we had old Dante in um, MVC3, and he was kind of badass in that. And, uh, but yeah. Have you yeah, seen... He... Have you seen the... Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he was badass in there. But um, have you seen any of those uh battle royale trailers that sony posts so it's like here comes a new challenger oh uh, i haven't actually i don't think so really so like uh, they're, they're official character trailers oh i should probably watch them then okay so so okay so you haven't well they have oh. uh, these uh these videos for every single character that has been announced yeah. so far it's like uh it starts shows all logos and it says uh, it's just playing the battle royale music whatever that is it's like some techno beat and it's just like uh here comes a new challenger spike or ratchet and clank or whatever or, or dante and all of those videos are on YouTube. You guys can go watch them. It shows basically uh, their gameplay and then obviously what their supers are like, one, two, and three, and their intros to every level and whatever. Um, here's what really pissed me off. When I was watching, I watched every video for the four new characters, uh, Revealed at Gamescom, uh, and all those videos have super high likes. You know, like when people like videos on YouTube, the bars are pretty much yeah. full green. Yeah, Dante's yeah. is literally half. Half. Uh, that many people disliked it. And... I know that uh, I saw an article on our forums about uh, – I didn't even click on it. I just saw in our forums someone had posted a headline about Superbot responding to the backlash of the new Dante in Battle Royale. And I didn't even want to click it. I'm just like, all right, fuck these people. Fuck them. Uh, just so annoying. Jesus. How? Why? I, I, thought, I think myself and you too, Rob, probably big fans of the old Devil May Cry games. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not Those so much. Those games before. are great. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the new look was like jarring at first. I've gotten used to it, and they're showing off that fall. Oh, sorry, the new one is going to be, you know, it looks like it's going to be badass. I mean, it uh, is. so even just need to give some stuff a chance sometimes. You know, yeah, no, but come on, look. Even if you okay, even if you don't like, even if you don't like the game, uh, even if the game comes out and it's not good, which by the way, I played at eighty three and I had I had fun. I, it was a Devil May Cry yeah. game. I had fun. Um, even if you don't like the game. Do you not like Devil May Cry? Do do you do you hate it that much that it's this Dante? You should be stoked that yeah. Dante is just kicking it with Kratos and Ratchet and fucking mm-hmm. Parappa. Like when when else would that have happened? Um, uh, only Marvel's Capcom three, but yeah, nothing. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> right. But still, right? Like I mean, come on, you can't hate it that much. Sure, you could be like, oh, I prefer it, but I'll tell you this right now, hands down. Uh, there's going to be an alternate costume that is old Dante's. Oh, sure. Yeah, of sure. course. They've already yeah. showed those alternate costumes that not only yeah. swap the palette uh, color, it's yeah. just, it's just you know, they actually change the shape of characters, which is cool. cool. Um, so, don't worry. Fucking stop having your panties all up in a bunch and just, yeah. you know. Do you think we're going to get an assassin in this game? I would love to see an assassin. Like oh, uh, most definitely. Yeah. Cool, yeah. I, I think it'll be Connor or Etsy, Connor. Connor, yeah. Just because, the new yeah. Game. yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly, I don't, I don't mind. Uh, Connor's yeah, really cool. Fine, yeah, Connor looks pretty cool. So yeah. yeah. Um, but so back to emails. Sure, yeah. Yep. 
uh, Fonz. Any more questions by Fonz? Yes, okay. yes. He has four. This is the third of four. He okay. says, uh, if you... Okay, I'm just going to do it in Fonz. He says, <laughs> if you could could choose any abilities, skills, weapons, etc. from any PlayStation characters to have your own, who would you choose? He says, my selections are, uh, for, as for weapons, he says, Cole's Amp, Kratos' Blades. So I guess he chooses two. Uh, skills, Sly Cooper's Sneaky Ways, and his abilities... Lightning from Cole, Kratos' Rage, and Parappa the Rapper Rhythm. <laughs> I don't even know yeah, what he's asking I, me. I, I would want those dog six beats to play. So, For sure. You know. I think he's he's asking us, basically, if we had to choose weapons, skills, and abilities from Battle Royale, which one would we choose? Really quickly, uh, I, as for a weapon, I don't know. I would choose a, a Sly's Cane. As a skill, I would choose Fat Princess's ability to get fat. And abilities, uh, well, skills and abilities kind of the same thing. But anyways, for ability, I guess I would choose... Uh, <sighs> Oh, hey, oh, hey, Hachi, his, his, his level three super is tying everybody to a rocket and blasting them off to space. <laughs> so he doesn't keep them into a volcano, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Rob, do you want to answer that? God, uh, fuck, man. I like your idea of, like, fat princess, but, like, eating or eating all the cake without actually kind of, you know, you get fat, but you only get th- so fat and you don't get any fatter. Yeah. Even exactly if you right. fed the cake. Uh, that's pretty you know, cool. Who wins thing. in the end? Princess Peach or Fat Princess? Who's really happy? Uh, princess Peach keeps getting kidnapped and fat princess just eats the cake whereas princess peach she has to bake it for her savior mario yo uh, dude come on uh fat princess's life is all about being kidnapped that's why she ate the cake in the first place she was like all right fuck this you guys are picking me up too easily Let yep, me stop so, this and then she can you know barrel and she can you know, punch bowser and because she's like twice as heavy as him it, like, some damage uh, uh, last question uh, all right yeah. sorry sorry go for it no 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 i'm I, weapons i don't know i yeah i um Cool weapon from a PlayStation character. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't really do weapons. I don't know. I mean, uh, I would love to have some of the bow stuff. I like staffs. I like staffs to cool weapons. Um, so, so I don't know. Keelik from Soul Calibur. Um, okay. I have his staff. Um, yeah. Anyway, go on. So, uh, Fonz, uh, you've you've had a track his a track record of asking us some pretty good questions. That was not your best. Uh, <laughs> come on, man, step it up. We we love you. And this next question is better, but. Uh, yeah. So if you he he asks if you had the chance to help a PS character save the world, name the character you want to be their sidekick. So basically, which a character? No, no would you like, Which character would you like to be a sidekick to? Nathan Drake, of course. Oh shit, that was a good one. Yeah, of course it is. Because then I could be in this like badass adventure, and I'd be the quirky British sidekick. Like Sully. Uh, <laughs> British Sully. For fuck's sake, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> shit, I can't, I can't pick Nathan. That's just too good of a pick. Um, you can go, go Solid Snake, and I don't know, but oh, I think if you go Solid Snake, though, you're having to um, face realities about the horrors of war and stuff. And, I know uh, that'd be terrible. Come on, Snake, you know, just <laughs> play another record. This tune's getting a bit old now. What the fuck am I gonna say now? Well, Radic? Do I want to be Radic's friend? Fuck no. Do what? What do I want to be? Um... You could be SCS when you could be in the Brotherhood. No. Do I want to be one of Sly's retarded friends? No, I don't want to be fucking Murray or that stupid turtle. Ben, you, you could feed the princess cake. Oh, uh, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, I <laughs> you guess could, you, could, you could rap all day with prep for the. Rap. Oh my god! Yes, yes. There you go. Okay, so Rob clearly has better better ideas than I do on these things. So yes, I would be Parappa's sidekick and just be like, "Hey, I'm an onion, and I also know <laughs> martial arts. So let me rap with you." Um, <laughs> that was a better question, uh, Fonz. But anyway, I guess that leads us. We have no more emails. Brings us to the end of the show. Guys, if you'd like to send us an email, comment, question, anything, uh, we take everything. Um, 
send an email to podcast at psu.com. And Rob, have anything you want to add? Um, yeah, if you want to check out more of my work, uh, I, I write for a magazine, an exclusion developer. Uh, if you live in the States and like North American in general, like you can get it in fries and stuff, there are subscriptions or what have you. Uh, we've also got the website, linksusermag.co.uk, which uh find my writings and stuff on Linux operating system and free and open source software, but um, that's all I'll say. Cool. And if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can. I'm at Don Other, D-O-N-O-T-H-E-R, and Rob is at Rob Thez, at R-O-B-T-H-E-Z, or Z, yep. depending or on where Z, you're from. Z, whatever. whatever part of the border you're from yeah. and of course follow psu.com that's psu d-o-t-c-o-m and like us on facebook at playstation universe and i guess that's all for episode 26 folks i hope tell, you tell your friends if you like the podcast you know yes anyway we get that is very important stuff. tell uh, your re- friends review review us on itunes is always good uh five star ratings only of course um but now you review whatever you want to do it as long as it's honest you know any any good review three star four star five star will get us up any kind of rating and that's you know that means we can do this more that means we can do better stuff you know that's uh, that's how it works great all right well then uh, on that note uh we'll see you guys next time that's been episode 26 take it easy everybody